1: It's a Moneyline Monday presented by the DraftKings Sportsbook app on the HUGE show across Michigan. Make sure you download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and always use code HUGE to get the promo hookups. That's code HUGE when you download the DraftKings Sportsbook app to get all of the hookups. It is a Moneyline Monday presented by DraftKings on the Michigan Sports Network.
2: live all across the great state of Michigan on the Michigan Sports Network. No, I'm not the huge one. Bill Simonson, Anthony Bellino sitting in the big chair for my man Huge today as he continues uh, his quest to join the PGA Tour. No, I'm teasing. He's on the uh, LPGA Tour circuit today playing a little celebrity pro-am so I'm filling in for him because I had nothing else going on this afternoon. Why not hang out with you in the afternoon drive after uh, spending the morning drive uh, with you this morning on the Michigan Sports Network. That's Brett Hayes. You can find him on Twitter at the Brett. At Hayes, H-A-Z-E. You can find me, Anthony, at A C Bellino on Twitter. The Huge Show, Mercantile Bank Licitor Line, 1-866-838-HUGE, 1-866-838-4843. Our guests will join us on the Roast Umberg guest line. And uh, Brett, my man, as always, and of course, you can follow the show at Huge Show. I can't forget that Huge Show on Facebook as well. Uh, what's going on over there, Brett? How are you, my man? Long time, no talk. How's life? How are things?
3: Everything's going pretty well. I had a pretty good weekend, man. How about you? I am
2: uh I'm I'm doing well. A very very exhausted weekend. You know, Friday night, you know, watching the NBA finals and that was fun and then Saturday I had a scrambles tournament Saturday morning. Ooh in Monroe, Michigan, which is about eh, 30 minutes south of Detroit. If you're looking at your handy-dandy map and you pulled out your right hand, it's at the base of the thumb down there, uh, just over the Ohio border. And then from there, I drove to Cleveland uh, for a soiree, a a buddy of mine, his wife's best friend. It was her birthday. uh, So, you know, we got together. They have a bunch of, um, I don't really know, I I guess the way I would describe the flats in Cleveland to people who haven't been there, is if you've ever been to Royal Oak, and then just take downtown Royal Oak on a Friday night in Stick it right on the Detroit River. That would be the flats. I mean, it's just day club, day club, restaurant, bar. I mean, it's just it's it. it, it, I mean, it was a whirlwind. It was a especially after the golf scramble in the morning. I mean, we teed off at like seven thirty on Saturday morning. Got done with that. Went home, grabbed my bag, shower, change, hit the road, head to Cleveland. My, I mean, what a marathon! So yesterday, yesterday I didn't do anything. All right, I mean, I when I tell you I took it easy, I barely left the lazy boy. Good. I'm just not. I'm not as young as I once was, man. That's that's the
3: issue. That's a jam packed weekend, though, brother.
2: Oh. A lot of, a lot of booze. Sweat it out early. You know, got a little workout in before you know sitting in the in the chair here. Brett is in the ninety six one the game studios. I'm coming to you live from the uh, Michigan Sports Network radio bunker. So it's great to be with you in the afternoon. And uh, you know, if you if you have an opportunity, if you download the iHeartRadio app, uh, it's free to download. You just search for ninety six the game. You can take us with you know take us with you wherever uh, you may be. Listen to us worldwide. And you can also catch me in the mornings, uh, weekdays from six a.m. to nine a.m. here on the Michigan Sports. Network and all of our affiliated stations across Michigan. Visit michigansportsnetwork.com to find the affiliate in your area. All right, so what's on deck uh, today? Here's what we have uh, on tap. And by the way, speaking of on tap, no, I'm not drinking a Labatt Blue, but I should be drinking a Labatt Blue uh, right now. But I figured I would take it easy until the weekend. Have you entered to win our golf getaway? Have you done so? And if not, pick up the phone right now and text the word golf G-O-L-F- to 2 one zero, zero, zero. Labatt Blue is giving you 36 holes, right? They're giving you two rounds in two days at one of the great venues across everything. What do we have? We have Agaming, we have Dune McGloss, and we have Tullymore, correct? Yep. If I'm not mistaken in that giveaway? Yep. So hop in right now, text the keyword GOLF to 21000, and enter to win a stay-and-play package for you and three of your friends. I mean, what's better than that? Here at the Michigan Sports Network, we're giving away all kinds of stuff. you kidding me? And also, text the keyword HUGE to 21000 to share any of your thoughts with us. That's HUGE, H-U-G-E to 21000. That will not enter you in the contest, but what it will do is send all your messages directly to Brett Hayes, and that way he can send them to me, and that way I can read them on the air. All right, here's what we have going on, here's what's on tap today. Jason Beck will join us coming up in about 15 minutes to talk a little Tigers baseball. This team has fallen off of a cliff. Oof, they are bad. And you know going into that White Sox series a week ago, we were talking about a week ago, a week and three days ago. It was a Friday morning. We were going into the series against the White Sox. We're gonna sweep the Sox We're gonna be a game over 500. Oh, are you serious? This is great. Who would have thought? Who would have thought? Studio audience you're out of here. Hey! feelings that's all we got we got hurt feelings right now not only did we not sweep the white socks and get over 500 but that was the beginning of the end because we only scored three runs against the socks then we went on and took on the phillies on the road we had that postponement had to do the makeup game we scored five runs in three days against them we scored three runs in in three days against the white Sox. then we took on the diamondbacks and at least we got some offense popping but hey you lose seven to five Yesterday, you lose 11-6 to six. two days ago. You get shut out uh, in the middle. It just I mean, what an absolute disaster. Diamondbacks scoring four in the ninth. Beat the Tigers for their fifth straight win. Detroit's ninth consecutive loss. And we're looking around. Everybody's looking around. Now, Akil Badu's on the injured list with the rest of the team. Uh, this morning, we're fielding calls about, is Spencer Torkelson a bust? So we'll get into all of your questions. And by the way, with any of our guests, if you have a question that you want to know, because Jason Vex at 320, Tim McCormick, Valley Sports Detroit, the former Michigan Wolverine, the former nba or he's going to join us at 420. Love Uncle Timmy. And then another Tim. It's a tale of two Tims today. Tim Twenty Man will join us on the Detroit Lions coming up in our number three today at 520. So if you have any questions for any of our guests... Feel free. Text your question. This one's for, this one's on Tigers. This one's on Pistons. This one's on Lions. Whatever you may have, you could send in your, your, your question. And as long as it's like legitimate, I will absolutely ask that for you because that's, uh, that's one of the things as a show host. I like to consider myself a vehicle, a voice of the people, if you will. What else is going on in the sports world? Well, we got a whole bunch of stuff happening right now. The last game worn Wayne Gretzky NHL jersey sold for $715,120 at auction. Are you kidding me? It was the highest sale price for a U.S.-based hockey jersey, eclipsing Mike uh, Eruzioni's uh, 1980 Miracle on Ice jersey that sold for 657000 back in 2013. Who had that kind of money back in 2013? Panthers head coach Paul Maurice is a little bit coy on the plan for Matthew Kachuk. Here's the deal. Vegas Golden Knights own the series right now. They're up 3-1. Both Florida teams in both finals are down 3-1. Vegas has a 3-1 lead over the Panthers. The Denver Nuggets have a 3-1 lead over the Miami Heat. The Vegas Panthers game is going to be 8 o'clock tomorrow on TNT. The Denver-Miami game is going to be tonight on ABC at, what, 830? Both Florida teams could be eliminated in a span of less than 24 hours. Oh, terrible. Terrible. Kachuk's got to play. I mean, he got rocked uh, two games ago, and he hasn't been the same since, but he's got to be out there. And that's a hockey player. He's going to want to be out there. They're going to try to hide it and be like, oh, we don't know if he's going to play. He's absolutely playing. There's no way he's not. There is Stanley Cup Finals, dude. I don't care if you're, you can't breathe out of your chest. you got to go out there and give it everything you got. Because it, who knows if you'll ever make it back. Michigan running back Donovan Edwards played most of last season while being injured. How about this? Had a torn patellar tendon. He injured his right hand in a 34-3 to win over Nebraska November 12th and had to wear a cast. I mean, we all saw that, right? And he was just running all over the place. I got that fixed up, had surgery in February, been rehabbing now. I'm up to par now. I'm running, I'm cutting, I'm doing all the good stuff. So like that recovery wasn't going to take long, about four months to get to full speed, three months to get me to feel good. Playing with a torn patellar tendon and the the busted up thumb and still carrying the ball, I cannot wait. Now, Jim Harbaugh had a quote out there that said, "The, the plan this year is that everybody eats. And I love that. Because they're going to have to figure out a way to keep everybody happy. Blake Corum coming back is a good sign. You've got running backs that you have been recruiting that are coming up in the pipeline. Donovan Edwards is still there. Blake definitely gives you a little bit more, maybe between the tackles than Blake Corum does. Blake Corum gives you more, or pardon me, than Donovan Edwards does. Donovan Edwards gives you that explosion, the ability to catch the ball in the backfield. When you're catching the ball, the cast on your thumb, I mean, come on. That guy's an animal. He's going to get his. Uh, The Houston Texans are going to induct J.J. Watt into their ring of honor coming up on October 1st. So congratulations, J.J. Watt, studio audience. They're a fan of him. I'm a fan of him as well. I like guys that just go out there and do their job. I'm good on that. According to sources, Tyler Hero is going to attempt to return for Game 5 tonight, 8.30 on ABC. This is all about Jokic and Murray. I've even seen some Kobe and Shaq comparisons. I don't want to go too crazy. Because I think it's a little bit of a different comparison because Shaq's post game is different than the Joker's post game. Shaq, a very underrated passer. Jokic, uh, I mean, the triple doubles are, are insane right now. I mean, the guy is, you know, we talk so much, and I'll get into this a little bit later on in, in today's program, but we, we talk so much about Russell Westbrook's triple doubles. Right for two years, that's all Stephen A. Smith and ESPN talked about was, "Oh, we got Russell Westbrook triple doubles every night." It was a triple double. I know how this works. I know the guys that keep the stats. You know, they get a little loose out there. They start handing them out every once in a while. I know this. I work next to them. Like, come on, I see it. You know, they'll look at me. I'll look back at them at the scores. him, like, yeah, like that. I mean, that pass led to the bucket. Like, that's that's an assist in my book. That's how I see it. Okay, great. And for all this time, we spent applauding Russell Westbrook for meaningless stats. His teammates were giving him rebounds off of free throws. They were gifting him the rebound so he could triple-double and stat hunt. I don't respect it at all. I'm not putting him in the Hall of Fame. Guy's never won anything. Here's Jokic out here. Here's a real triple-double. And, you know, we're not even really talking about it because that guy is winning games and is on the verge of hoisting the NBA championship after getting screwed out of winning the MVP, even though I would have probably voted for Giannis. It's okay. Jokic won two in a row. Could have made it a 3 p But Joel Embiid had to cry his way. The Sixers fan base had to cry their way to get Embiid an MVP. That's ridiculous. Where's Embiid? I can't get out of the second round. Kevin Love, he's going to be good to go for game five after celebrating the birth of his child. So congratulations, Kevin Love, and to his wife, obviously, because she did all the hard work. I like the fact that he's not taking maternity leave. He's going right back at him, baby. Get out there for game five. Maternity leave. We had a guy one time leave my family's grocery store because his wife was having a baby. Guy wanted like three or four weeks off. My uncle looked him dead in the eye and said, who's having the baby? Her, or you? You going to be here in three days or what? He's like, no, I need the weeks off. Dude, go ahead, see you later. Uh, the Raptors are going to hire the Grizzlies' assistant coach Darko Ryakovich. and I love this. I love this. Another Serb at the helm. Good for Toronto. Way to make it a good deal. And by the way, I can't believe what I'm about to tell you right now. The PGA Tour in Live Golf partnership is facing government scrutiny. Are you Senator Richard Blumenthal, a Democrat out of Connecticut, chairman of the subcommittee? whatever that is, notified the PGA Tour Commission Jay Monahan of the inquiry in a letter, and he sent the same letter over to the Saudis. They probably dumped that thing right in the shredder. Blumenthal, after he sent this letter to the Commissioner uh, of LIV, Greg Norman, had this to say, the PGA Tour's agreement with the PIF regarding LIV golf, I just like saying the letters, raises concerns about the Saudi government's role in influencing this effort and the risks posed by a foreign government entity assuming control over a cherished American institution. Bro, did you not just see whatever Chinese company that has links? It's a Chinese company that is linked to the Chinese government bought farmland outside of U.S. bases. We allowed that to happen, and you're worried about a golf tour. Are you nuts? Are you smoking crack? What is wrong with you? You're worried about the PGA Tour and the Live Golf Tour, but you're not worried about all the farmland being bought up by a company from China. I I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. Please, somebody, help me. Help me understand the level of stupidity that we are at right now. We're going to take a break. I'm exhausted already. Jason Beck is going to join us on the other side. What is wrong with this Tigers team? We're going to get to the bottom of it next here on the huge show on the Michigan sports network
0: from St. Joseph to Midland. This show is huge.
3: Hey, it's Brett from the Michigan Sports Network for my friends on the DraftKings Casino app. So if you haven't downloaded the DraftKings Casino app yet, well, now is the time to do it because they've got an amazing deal going for new customers who sign up using promo code HUGE. So if you deposit at least $5, you can get a match on that first deposit up to $2,000 in casino bonus funds. All you have to do is sign up using promo code HUGE, and you can play on your time, in your space, and within your means. It's safe, secure, and reliable, so you can deposit and withdraw whenever you're ready. Just download the DraftKings Casino app now and sign up with promo code HUGE, and you can get a match on that first deposit of $5 or more, up to $2,000 in casino bonus funds. Only on DraftKings Casino with promo code HUGE. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call the Michigan Department of Health and Human Services Gambling Disorder Helpline at 1-800-270-7117. 21 and up, Michigan only, one per opted in customer. Minimum $5 deposit, max match $2,000. Deposit and bonus amount require 15 times playthrough within 30 days. See terms at casino.draftkings.com slash players choice. Restrictions apply.
4: dad the big guy pops whatever you call him find everything for him this father's day at meyer shop 999 falls creek men's polos and get dad and everyone else new shoes with buy one get one for a dollar shoes for the family find the perfect card and the perfect gift because no matter what he's into you can find it all in one stop plus get the same low prices online and in store for easy home delivery and pickup get more for your money at meyer exclusion supply see all the deals in the meyer app
1: Disturbed the Take Back oh, Your wow. Life tour. <laughs>
5: Labor Day Monday, September 4th at Soaring Eagle. And same show, same night. Stain. Tickets start at $34 and on sale now at the Soaring Eagle Box Office or ETix.com. Party hard. Rock harder. It's been a while. Disturbed and Stained. Labor Day Monday, part of the Sewing Eagles Summer Outdoor Concert Series.
0: You're listening to the huge show on the Michigan Sports Network.
1: Behind you there. The one-two line drive base in into left field. They're waving around Marte. He uh, will score. The ball was bobbled out there by Carpenter. Carroll coming around. And the Diamondbacks take the lead.
2: Down to the Oh boy. The sound of another series sweep against our beloved Detroit Tigers. That's Brett Hayes. I'm Anthony Bellino filling in for the huge one. And joining us uh, right now to talk a little Tigers baseball with us on the Roast Umber guest line. Our good buddy Jason back covering the Detroit Tigers. Jason, my friend, long time no talk. How are you? How's life? How are things, partner? I uh, just plugging along. Another day, a uh, another fresh start, I guess. Oh, that's what they that's what they say. Every day, you know, baseball's an everyday sport, right? So You don't want to get too high in the highs. You definitely want don't want to get too low on the lows. But three consecutive series sweeps leading into the series against the Atlanta Braves. You know, we were talking about it, uh, You know, I don't even know how many days ago it was, uh, going into the White Sox series in which they got swept. We were like, hey, it was Friday morning, we we're all hyped up on the show, and you know, hey, if they sweep the White Sox, this team's going to be over 500. We'll talk about this Monday morning. We're all geeked up and ready to go, right? Uh, things are looking good. And then the White Sox series happened, and things have progressively gotten worse. What it seems to be the issue? What is our major malfunction here, Mr. Beck?
6: Honestly, they're missing Riley Green. I mean, let's be honest. I think that injury was was devastating for these guys. They were able to overcome it for one day, but then when you look at the impact on that lineup, it becomes a little more right-handed. And really, it until Kerry Carpenter came back from the injured list, you really didn't have... A, a major impact bat that you could rely on in the middle of the order. And so, you know, teams have been able to stack right-handed starters against these guys and lean on the right-handed portions of their bullpen and, you know, take their chances with the, uh, with a few left-handed hitters. Now they changed a little bit with, with Carpenter's return, but I, I think it's still a little bit out of balance it's not just Riley Green's hitting that they miss. It's his defense and center, and it's also his energy. Um, he he has a presence in the clubhouse and in the dugout and enthusiasm that's hard to to duplicate among these guys. He's he's got a personality there, and yeah, you know, I, I think when when you watch this team plug along, it doesn't seem to have that same energy level.
2: You know, Jason, when we think about the Riley Green injury. In, you know, alluding to its larger impact. Why is it in the game of baseball, which is probably the most individual team sport uh, that there is on the planet? Like, you have to be able to do your job, right? If you're on the defensive side, you have to be able to field, right? You can't be committing errors. Uh, you have to be able to, you know, get the putouts when necessary. But on the offensive side, it, it's all about your individual ability. You know, to be able to win that head-to-head matchup against that pitcher that day, right? And against that staff that day, if you will. Why is it that when you take that bat out of the lineup, it's seemingly more difficult for everybody else?
6: Uh, I think, A, he's arguably the the best hitter in that lineup when when he's going right. Certainly for me, he was by far the best hitter in that lineup. Um, I, I think... Him reaching base and being in good positions had impact for the rest of the lineup after him, which is why he's batting second or third most games. Yeah, I think he made Javi Baez a better hitter because it gave Baez more chances to drive in runs. But also, too, I think that you know when when you're a center fielder at Comerica Park. That's a huge role because it's a very big ballpark. It's a ballpark with huge gaps, and it's a park where you have to be a very good athlete and cover a ton of ground to be able to play center. Now, Jake Morrisnick has done a you know a fine job defensively. Don't get me wrong, but he doesn't have that same presence. He just kind of parachuted in here, having just been acquired you know last week or I guess a week and a half ago now. So, he just I think it would be like if the Tigers of, you know, 10, 11 years ago lost Austin Jackson, or if the Tigers of 15 years ago lost Curtis Granderson for a stretch. you're just, there's something about that position. And especially when you have a, a uh, upper tier level hitter like Riley Green, I think there's a double effect there.
2: What do you think, Jason, what is the, I guess the right way to maybe, Qualify what we have here for hitters like Spencer Torkelson. And what I, what I mean by this is when, when we're, we're talking about Riley Green and how successful he has been, you know, he's had 642 plate appearances, 579 at bats, and he's batting 268. Then we look at Spencer Torkelson, the consensus one, one, he's got 668. Played appearances, 591 at bats and is hitting 212. What do you think? Well, what's the right, the proper amount of at bats needed for a young guy to come in to say, Hey, you know what? We might have thought or wished or hoped he was going to be this type of player, but now we've seen enough to say that, Hey, he's more or less going to be that kind of player. Is there a specific number out there that you look at?
6: Um, some people say a thousand at bats or a thousand plate appearances or whatever. Um, other people will say a little bit less than that. Um, I, I think with Torque you would tend towards the larger end because you know there's kind of a dichotomy there. You know, the traditional stats are you know they're not what you would have expected to to be from you know a, a guy who hits for his type of power and his type of overall damage in college. But on the flip side, if you go to some of the metrics like exit velocity, like uh, expected slugging, expected batting average, you see signs that would make the case to you that there's a better hitter there and you have to give him time to figure things out. Um, you know, the contact rate has gotten, gotten better. Um, he seems to not be. Beaten as much on Velasquez, although he is a here recently, um, but i i wouldn't I wouldn't write him off just yet. But I, I think you have to temper your ex- expectations at this point as far as like, can he be a, a game changing player? I, I think he had he had some work to do there. I think right now what you want to see is him. Making some steady progress to where he can become a more consistent run producer for you, drive in the runners you have on there, even if it's not for the home run power you might have expected. You know, maybe he's more of a, you know, a, a doubles and double-digit home run hitter rather than like a thirty to forty home run a year guy.
2: Jason is he in the right um, spot in this order and what I mean by that is you know he's been kind of like near the top for most of his young career here at the major league level and it's like man you know if if he was entering maybe a different situation like let's say he was brought up with I don't know uh, I want to say the Dodgers just because they got that monster payroll but the Diamondbacks have a lead on the Dodgers and a lead on the Padres and they pay like you know 100 million less in payroll this season so it's uh, baseball one, one of the quirks there but maybe if there was a little bit more of an Established lineup around him. Do you think that that would maybe ease some of our expectations, or because maybe because this team has struggled and we know there's not that many quality bats in the lineup, he's been forced to move near the top of it, which he's seeing more action, and maybe that's not the best spot for him.
6: I, I think I think there's a case to be made for that. That you know it would have been easier, and you, you saw that when he first started his career, like you know he was generally batting more like sixth, seventh, eighth. Um, but what's happened since then is that Jonathan Scope is, is not produced. You know, he's more of a part-time player now. Um, you know, you you haven't seen some other guys produce the way you would want. And so you've kind of been, you know, that combined with, you know, they did not have a big offseason. Now they've kind of ended up in a position where, you know, Torque has to be that, that hitter in the middle of the order and has to be that guy to, you know to kind of carry a bigger load in the lineup than ideally you would want him to.
2: Jason Beck joining us uh, right now covering the Detroit Tigers, MLB.com. You can find him on Twitter at Beck Jason. I gotta ask this, uh, one of our listeners, cause I, I, like to, I like to open up. I say, yeah, if you got anything for one of our guests, feel free to shoot us a text, let us know. Uh, is, yeah, I'm gonna try to, to, try to take this question and phrase it maybe a different way because the injuries have piled up, right? Some things are fluky and then other things, it's like, man, how come every pitcher we have is injured? Like, what, what is, is there more to this than what maybe should be believed or expected. Is are like I'm trying to read the tea leaves here and, and does this organization have an issue um from a from a coaching standpoint or from a strength and conditioning standpoint where like every single guy that we have at some point is going to get injured?
6: Well I think this year's pitching injuries are a little bit different than last year from the standpoint that you've seen a few more freakish injuries this time around. Like You know, I I didn't even know about the pulley in the finger near the tip until Eduardo Rodriguez had that injury, you know, a couple weeks ago. Um, You had Fiedel with the fingernail, um, you know, which seems to be progressing, but it's not going to... It's not going to be fully grown back until more like end of the season. He's going to have to learn to pitch without a full fingernail, which sounds completely gross. Um, you've had you had Matt Manning, you know, fracture bone in his foot on the comeback. You know, that's those aren't training types of injuries. Those are more, I think, kind of, you know, honestly, you know, like I said, just kind of freakish injuries that... Yeah, it, it, you don't want to truck up completely with bad luck, But yeah, I think there's a degree of that. To where You know, it, it's different than last year when school had the flexor tendon surgery and you know, my, had said Tommy John. Um, you know, Turnbull with the neck injury, that's kind of similarly freakish. Um, you're hoping you get him back, but again, it's another non-arm injury, so it, it's kind of it's been weird from
2: that aspect this year compared to last. I was just, uh, you know, I, I keep looking at it and it's like pitching injury, pitching injury. You're right. Some of this stuff is just fluky. Like it just, uh, you know, what's the old saying? I'd rather be lucky than good. Uh, something, something like that. And it's like, man, we just have not had any luck, and this team just doesn't seem like they are strong enough to be able to overcome like they don't have the lineup to be able to overcome some of these injuries especially when you start stacking them you're taking out a guy like eduardo rodriguez who really has been the ace of the staff this year uh you take out your best hitter and one of your best defensive players in riley green uh you've already talked about him and the pop that he brings not only to the lineup uh from a statistical standpoint but also kind of that juice in the in the dugout as well and it's it's like man this team is just not built to, they, they're just not good enough to overcome that. So how would you, or who would you point to, should I say, Jason Beck? Uh, is there light at the end of the tunnel? Is there somebody coming up the pipeline that you are, you know, you have been excited to see that may get an opportunity? Is there anybody down there at AAA that we can call in for some help? Where are the reserves at, Jason?
6: Well, I, I think your your first wave of reinforcement should be coming here in the next few weeks from the injured list. You know, you've got Terrick Scoble progressing back from from the flexor tendon surgery. You can kind of see now on the horizon where you can hopefully get him back here, you know, in, in a few weeks, um, you know, hopefully once he gets stretched out. You know, Matt Manning just started a rehab assignment. You should be able to get a him back Ideally, you should expect both those guys back by the All-Star break if not soon. Um, you know, you can get a Bo Brisky back in that bullpen, ideally, to give you some depth there and another guy who can cover multiple innings and, and, you know, get you some outs with some some electric stuff. Uh, I, I think that's your first wave. And then after that, um, you know, ideally, you can get, if you can get Justin Henry Malloy out of do the, uh, have the slump he's been in? I hesitate to call this slump because it's still a learning process for him. You have to remember that, you know, last year was his first full season and he managed to get all the way to Triple within that. So, you know, he he said that, you know, when I talked to him at the end of April, early May, that he's still learning his swing, he's still working on approach, you know, he's still kind of going through that process. Ideally, you would like, you know, if, you can, if he can turn the corner, maybe you see him later on in the year. Um, you know, back on the pitching front, you get Eduardo Rodriguez. Ideally back, you know, he's throwing now some. Um, he's not quite on a, a pitching progression or rehab assignment, but it looks like it's not as severe an injury as might have initially feared. So, ideally, you can get him back maybe in July, although then, you know, you get to the trade-down done and you wonder if he's going to stick around. Alex Fajardo progressing back. And then, like, later in the year, then you start looking at the prospects like Roy, you know, like maybe cold Keith if he catches fire, although I, I tend to suspect that you might see him get more of a full season in the minor leagues, considering... He hasn't really had a chance to do that between the uh, between the short minor league season in 2021 and having the injury last year. But I think that's kind of the stages you're looking at in terms of getting reinforcements.
2: He is Jason Beck. You can read his work, MLB.com, following the Detroit Tigers. You can find him on Twitter, at BeckJason. Jason, my friend, as always, partner, appreciate your time. Thank you uh, for taking the time to join us today, my man. We greatly appreciate it.
6: Anytime, always good talking baseball
2: with you. There we goes Jason back, my guy. It's a uh man, it is some it's some lean times right now. If you are a Tigers fan, there is no doubt about it and we hope that you know that first wave of reinforcements gets here and gets here quickly because right now the way this team has spiraled over the last week and a half is is not good. We're going to step aside, we'll be back with more of the huge show right here on the Michigan Sports Network
0: everything huge 24/7 at the net are you ready for the biggest party of the year
5: Nickel with a live show unlike any other Friday June 16th at van andluida. Nickelback, the Get Rollin' Tour with Lee Gilbert and Josh Ross. Tickets on sale now at Ticketmaster.com and LiveNation.com. Get rolling and get your tickets now.
1: We played for the thrill, that rush you feel with the game on the line.
5: I'm Herman Moore, Lions All-Pro Wide Receiver now with Eagle Casino and Sports, the new sportsbook app from Soren Eagle. Anywhere I'm at, I'm still in the game. Sign up now and get up to $1,000. That's right. Up to $1,000 for a risk-free bet on your next favorite underdog parlay or prop. Eagle Casino
1: and Sports. Made in Michigan. Made for Michigan. Must be 21 or older than Michigan to play. Have you ever played golf at Tellymore? St. Ives. Have you experienced a stay-and-play package in Canadian Lakes, Michigan? Less than an hour North of Grand Rapids. Well, here's what you need to do if you want to take advantage of great deals right now. Go to TullymoreGolf.com. That's TullymoreGolf.com, and you'll see the link for packages, accommodations, dining, meetings, weddings, events, and so much more. And especially golf on the 18-hole layout at Tullymore and the 18 holes at Saint Ives. and they can accommodate any group, whether it's two people getting together or 200 looking for a weekend or an overnight celebration that includes a little business, golf, great food, and beverages, just go to TullymoreGolf.com. That's TullymoreGolf.com. They're located in Canadian Lakes, Michigan, less than an hour north of GR. Get more info at TullymoreGolf.com.
2: back here to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. That's Brett Hayes. I'm Anthony Bellino. So great to have you ride along with us this afternoon. Got to chat with you a little bit on your uh, on your morning drive and uh, back in action here in the big chair for The Huge One in your afternoon drive. So where is Huge, you might be asking. He's playing in the uh, LPGA uh, Celebrity Pro-Am, I believe, today. at uh, Is it Blyfield is where he's at? I believe so. I think uh, that one's
3: at Egypt Valley.
2: Egypt, He's at Egypt Valley, so it seems to be that there is a very large contingent of folks that are playing. We are not playing, Brett. We we did not get extended the invitation. Unfortunate. Mm -hmm. Unfortunate. Very unfortunate. Because Huge told me out of like 72 celebrities, he was like celebrity number 72. And I'm thinking (laughs) to myself, you go out there, you pull out the big stick today, you swing hard at it, Huge. And you start bombing a few. All of a sudden everyone's gonna you know, you're gonna move up the chain. You gotta get us. You represent us out there today, so you gotta get us in at least in the top seventy. What
3: a <laughs> it definitely go hasn't gone to his head at all.
2: No, I mean I, I hope that he does. Like, here's the thing. My dad told me we were down in Florida playing together um you know, what, a month ago, and he, we come up to this hole, he's like, Yeah, I think you should lay up. I looked at him, I said layups are for basketball. Give me the big stick. <laughs> let the big dog eat, Brett. Gotta <laughs> uh, yeah. let it eat. Woo! We swing hard, and if you find it, you swing hard at it again. I can't tell you, people. People that tell you let the club do the work, oh, it doesn't do any work if your club head speed's twenty miles an hour. Get after it. Stretch beforehand, though. As if I, when I get older, you know, when I'm older and I can't move as well, then I'll not worry about you know generating club head speed, and I'll just worry about you know the uh, the old guy that's out there that just hits at two hundred yards right down the middle every single shot and can shoot his age. Love that guy. Right? Nice and easy. That's that guy. Not us. Not us here at the Michigan Sports Network. We swing hard. Speaking of golf, you should text the keyword golf, send it to 21,000 so you can win a stay and play for you and uh, three of your buddies. Huh? Your favorite foursome. Take them on the road to one of the great courses, Agaming, Dune McGloss, Canadian Lakes, and go see Tullymore. Right? We got all kinds of opportunities out there. Just text the keyword golf and send that to 21,000. Speaking of golf, Who in the world is Nick Taylor? Is there anything better than the gallery cheering on the Canadian at home? First time a Canadian has won it since the 50s. It's like the Stanley Cup. They just can't win the tournament, right? It's just like the Stanley Cup. Poor guy's first Canadian winner since 1954, Nick Taylor. In a playoff hole, 72-foot putt on the fourth playoff hole. Swing of the putter. Comes up with some speed. Now up the rise. For
3: the eagle. For
2: the win. To the count! get that man some maple syrup and a hockey stick would you hey good for him nick taylor that's the way it's supposed to be called folks i mean you know all this business about all the live tour now i've only seen one live tour event and i watched it for i don't even know like an hour it was memorial day weekend uh one of my buddies is very new to golf and he's a longtime friend he is my closest friend's younger brother he is also my barber. That's why I look so good, Brett. You can't see me, but you should see the flow right now. I got a lot of lettuce going on up top. I, I got a, I got a very Cillian Murphy Peaky Blinders look. That's what I'm going for. I, I swear to God, I, I'm not cutting the top of my head I, right now because I went to the gym and then came straight to the radio bunker for the show. I kind of look like a pineapple. That's okay though. It's neither it's neither here nor there, you know. But he's getting into the game of golf, and so he's watching a live tour. We were in Chicago for a music festival and uh and he's got on I'm like you know i've never watched a live tour but there are some things here that i really like i like their graphics presentation i like their whole diagrams that are on the screen so you can see where where the tee box is at and where the where the guy shot at where he's hitting from you can see the distances they had some uh they had basically like what you would see on your golf cart uh, for your greens and your pin locations was along the bottom and they had the scoreboard you know tracking on the left hand side like it's pretty incredible and i was like you know what out of all the live tour stuff Maybe just maybe we're onto something instead of just having that bland little scoreboard in the bottom right-hand corner, you know, very PGA tour esque, you know, just sauce it up a little bit, put, put something on the screen. You have the technology to put a picture in picture and add in, right? You got uh, whatever, you know, Brett Hayes trust in there talking to me about investments while I'm watching a part of the screen. Like, you know, you, you can do it. This is what it sounded like on the television broadcast. By the way, the previous audio was from the, uh, the radio broadcast of it. Flag. Oh, Jim Nance. Good pace. Are you serious?
1: Oh, my goodness! Glorious and free!
2: All right, all right, all right. If you don't get the glorious and free, you've never been to a hockey game where they've sang the Canadian national anthem. Now I'm not going to sing it for you glorious and free. Come on. That was, I want mean, a try like the dude. That was terrible. I'm not gonna lie. That was awful. Like, come on, Jim. That was, that was a, uh, you tried a little hard there. Tried a little hard. You know, instead of just give me the, give me the play by play, the putt. Well, you know, TV broadcast different the radio. Yeah. Radio broadcasts are more exciting. There's like a handful of guys that can bring the radio feel to the television. Kevin Arlen's one of them. Gus Johnson's the other one.
5: Hurt my feelings.
2: I love that guy. Like, give me, give me excitement. Give me the juice. Come on. First winner since 1954. And you drop a line out of the broadcast out of the out of the national anthem on the broadcast. Also, I understand why they do it. It doesn't mean I have to like it. Playing the eighteenth hole three times. They went hole eighteen, hole eighteen the par 3, ninth, and then back to 18 for the playoff. Can we please get some sort of set criteria for all PGA Tour events that if you're tied after 72 holes, play, play 16, 17, 18, and have it be an aggregate score? And I know most of the people are moving off the course. I get it. It's a hassle for every. It's a hassle for everybody. I understand that. But TV's already... Everybody's already there. Like, come on. Like, can we just... Do we have to play the same hole over and over and over again? Can we have a little variety? Not to mention, I wish that there was a grandstand 30 feet off of every green, just in case I shank one into the grandstand I get a free drop. Hand me my wedge. That was. Uh, that might be something they need to look at uh, as well. But congratulations, Nick Taylor. Now we've all heard of him. Hour 2 is next. The Huge Show, Michigan Sports Network.
0: Big. Bad. Huge.
1: It's a Moneyline Monday presented by the DraftKings Sportsbook app on the HUGE show across Michigan. Make sure you download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and always use code HUGE to get the promo hookups. That's code HUGE when you download the DraftKings Sportsbook app to get all of the hookups. It is a Moneyline Monday presented by DraftKings on the Michigan Sports Network.
2: It's Monday, the 12th day of June, in case you didn't know that, 2023. Great to be right along with you, no matter who you are, where you are, how you may be listening all across the great state of Michigan and worldwide on the free iHeartRadio app. We say good afternoon to you. That is Brett Hayes. Find him on Twitter at Hayes. I am Anthony Bellino, filling in for the huge one. You can find me on Twitter at ACBellino. Send the tweets directly to me. Terry is all fired up on Twitter right now. He's coming after me over my tweet about the, uh, the and, and story here about this Live PGA Tour. He's coming at me about the charities. Look, man, all, I'm, all I'm doing is presenting the information that we have at hand. That's what I'm doing here. That's all. The Live Tour and the PGA Tour have come to an agreement. What that looks like, as of right now, we don't really know. There will be a charitable arm that the PGA Tour will retain their 501c6 tax exemption. There will be a for-profit arm that the Saudis are going to be involved in. And that's going to be that. There will be, at allegedly, this Mr. Dunn guy, he says, the he formulated and constructed this contract between the two parties there is going to be some sort of pga tour guy stuck around didn't defect they are going to get they're they're going to have some equity in this thing like they're going to try to take care of the guys that stayed loyal to the pga tour that's totally fine now this senator who's out here going nuts like where are our priorities that's what i'm asking That's what I'm asking. That's why I brought this. That's why the whole thing, I brought the whole thing up is because of this quote right here. The PGA Tours agreement with the PIF regarding Live Golf raises concerns about the Saudi government's role in influencing this effort and the risk posed by a foreign government entity assuming control over a cherished American institution, Mr. Blumenthal wrote. PIF has announced that it intends to use investments in sports to further the Saudi government's strategic objectives. We're already partners with them. What are you talking about? That's my point. My point is you we already sold them missiles. Enough of this. How holy art thou? We can do no wrong over here. Enough of that. We already sold them military equipment. That's more important than golf. What do you think those missiles do when they push the button? They're not delivering gift baskets, I can tell you that much. Not only did we sell to the Saudis, but also to the United Arab Emirates, the UAE. Like, guys, wake up. You're worried, Mr. Blumenthal, you are worried about the Saudis interested in sports? But you're not worried about a Chinese company buying a mass amount of farmland in the Dakotas just outside of a U.S. military base? Nobody's talking about that. Like, come on. I was born a night, but it wasn't last night. You're worried about their influence. We're already partners with the Saudis. They have something that we need. I don't know if you guys know this, but they got something that we need. It's called Oil. Right? And once you do a little bit of research on the battery, the lithium battery that goes into an electric vehicle, just do a, just do a quick Google search for me. And I, what I want you to do is I want you to grab your smartphone that you have, whip it out of your pocket, open up the Internet, search on the World Wide Web Lithium mine in Africa, and tell me that that's good for the government. That that's good for the environment. Tell me that that's good for it. And convince me that that's somehow going green. Like, come on. Not to mention the labor involved in mining this lithium and then shipping it all over the world to Asia to make the battery and then across the Pacific to get it here. All right? Like, it's, it. come on. We got to be smarter than this. Mr. Blumenthal, I'm going to write you a letter. Me, Anthony Bellino, filling in on the huge show. I'm going to write Mr. Blumenthal a sternly written note that says, don't worry about the Saudi Arabian influence in Gulf, and worry about the Chinese buying all the farmland around our bases. The fact that that sale even went through, I mean, priorities, folks, priorities. I don't care what side of the fence you're on, it doesn't matter to me. Red, blue, green, yellow, what's it matter? What it, it doesn't. A bunch of people arguing over nothing. So if the crown prince, Mohammed bin Salam, Wants to get into the golf game, I that I'm giving you this information. And I tweeted the link to the article so that you may read it yourself. Facing government scrutiny out of this United States Senator's Permanent Subcommittee on Investigation has opened up a review of the PGA Tour's planned alliance with the DP World Tour and Saudi Arabia's public investment fund. Senator Richard Blumenthal. Well hearty har har, Mr. Blumenthal. I don't like it, but I don't like it. I can't control it. Now I got Terry all over me like a cheap suit right now, climbing all over me on the internet, trying to bash my brains in. Personally, I think the whole situation, deal and merger stinks to the high heavens. I am not in a sharing mood, and I don't like our PGA having Saudi money on the ledger. Do you not know anybody who's Saudi Arabian that lives here? Do you not know anybody? I got a buddy named Moe. Mo went to the University of Toledo. Mo, short for Muhammad. He went to the University of Toledo. I met him through mutual friends, my barber who loves golf. Right? Because the barbershop is a multicultural center. It's what it is. Anybody can go get their hair cut there. Doesn't matter. Race, color, and creed. None of that. We're all going there for the same reason. Because we want to go in there and we want to walk in looking like the brawny man and come out ready to go. Hello, ladies. That's why we go to the barbershop. And Mo got his education here. And then Mo decided, you know what? I want to go home. I've done enough, like I want to go home. And so we went back to Saudi Arabia. And that's where he lived. The highways are nice. The buildings look huge. Every everything on his Instagram stories is in like some sort of palace. I'm like, geez, man, what 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 do you do? What is it that you do? Explain that to me. So I just share with Terry my thoughts about hey, look. We already sold the missiles. I, I I don't know what to tell you. The, the PGA having Saudi money on the ledger. Okay, well, our government's got Saudi money on the ledger. What the government does is out of my control. My point about the PGA is this. It was created in the United States of America. Well, so was the USA. We were created in the United States of America, too. Now, weren't we? It has always been sponsored by American companies, except being the Honda Classic. Local charities get sponsorship money. We lost something that was ours. They still get the, the PGA Tour. is still charitable. Jay Monahan is still going to make an incredible amount of money while they funnel this thing using the tax code to their advantage, which you can't blame. You can't be mad. You got to pay taxes. But if you can figure out how to use the tax code, if you have a really good accountant that works for you and not the IRS, then you're going to be in good shape. How do you think the charities will feel about the Saudi funds, especially the charities of 9-11? I got to see the, I got to see the commission report. I, I, got, I got to see the actual report. Because if it would... like. Why didn't we go there then? And I don't want to go down that path today. This is a sports program, but welcome to welcome to today's world in the 24 hour news cycle. Talk to a a Michigander, a local, his name's Bill Shea. And today's a very devastating day for sports journalism because it is a day in which the athletic is a company that I like to, uh, I'm subscribed to. And It is uh, very unfortunate that they are making a massive amount of cuts at the athletic. They're saying 4% 20 guys are going to lose their job. Uh, Bill Shea is is part of the, the wave of layoffs here. And what's unfortunate about all this is that, you know, we talked about this last week on the morning show and. You know, it, it's part of the much more, it, it could be, and it probably is part of the much more global spectrum that is our alliance with a country in the Middle East. In the PGA Tour, you know, our government, like, hey, I'd rather. I went looking for friends and found no enemies. I went looking for enemies and found no friends. Let's get to Jason and Gr. He's on the he's on the uh, he's on the hotline right now. You could join us too. One eight six six eight three eight huge. 1-866-838-4843. The Mercantile Bank listener line. What's going on, Jason? How are you today?
7: Good. Hey, Anthony. Thank you for taking my call. And I appreciate it. Um, a great conversation, and um, I think it's very fair to point out both sides of things. That's always appreciated, uh, I've always wondered about two things with this, the, the whole lift thing and the merge and everything. Number one, from a, a business model standpoint, um, there's very smart people all over the world. I just i am curious, for the Saudi Arabia Public Investment Fund, the government, the people that had the most stake in it, where they thought this might be successful with the really billions of dollars they were pumping into this. Sure, a love for golf, love for sports, expand everything. I just, I, I'm, I'm very curious um, how this whoever thought was going to make a lot of money if he was successful. Second thing, this will make for a fantastic 30 for 30 in a couple of years, how this all went down with the merger of the PGA, the European tour and what with now. Um, I think that'd be very fascinating. So
2: thanks for taking my call. Yeah, Jason. No, I appreciate it. it, it it's going to be, I, I don't know how this all plays out, right? I really don't know how this all plays out. Nobody does. I mean, we just can we kind of got to sit back and watch and wait and see, and, you know, if you if you pay attention to um, English soccer at all, you know, Manchester, Manchester City, right? Manchester City, the Yankees of the Premier League, right? If you're interested in European football at all, uh, they, you know, the, the Saudis have a ton of money and they're buying up sports teams like that's what they're doing. And that's what they have done uh, in, in soccer. Right. And they're going to I, I, I really outside of the biggest bankroll to buy the, the best players they can afford There's really not, you know, I haven't seen, like, nothing crazy that I have seen that's come out. City fans are still, you know, English fans that live in Manchester, and they're, like, that's the same people. Like, I don't know what this grand influence is. Uh, I don't think that, you know, it's just one of those, it's one of those things where it's it's multi-layered. It's never as easy or as simple as it sounds or seems. And, you know, do I like it? No. But we don't really have any recourse, and I just you know when we when we get on this uh, this high horse of how holy are thou, I just I tend to look at people and say, look man, we're we're up to we're up to a lot of no good business here on our own. I mean, we're pretty widely hated across the world, and it could be you know if everybody doesn't like you, there might be a reason behind it, right? That's all I'm saying. You know, I, I, this country is great; people die to get here. We got all the opportunity in the world. Sometimes a little too much, but. You know, it's a uh, it's it's the ever evolving geopolitical sports spectrum that is now on the doorstep, front and center. What's next? The National Football League, the NBA. You're t- I mean, come on, the NBA does a ton of business in China, a ton. So much that when their players speak out on human rights issues. That only it works in the continental United States. They don't care about human rights anywhere else. They, it's, been pretty, I mean, it's been covered pretty well because they don't give a damn who's making their shoes. They just want to make sure their check's clear. We'll step aside when we return. Back to the real sports stuff. Tim McCormick's going to join us next. Pistons, they made some hires. Who do they go after in free agency? What are we looking for? We'll talk to uh, Tim McCormick next here on The Huge Show. From Detroit to Petoskey. This
3: show is huge. Hey, it's Brett from the Michigan Sports Network for my friends on the DraftKings Casino app. So if you're a fan of the classic casino games like blackjack, slots, roulette, well, you can find all of those classics and exclusive games you can't find anywhere else on DraftKings Casino. And right now they've got a great deal going for new customers who sign up with promo code HUGE. All you got to do is sign up, deposit at least $5, and you can get a match on that first deposit and score up to $2,000 in casino bonus funds. Not only does DraftKings Casino have all the classic games and exclusive games, but it's safe, secure, and reliable, so when you do win money, you can withdraw your cash whenever you're ready. Just download the DraftKings Casino app now and sign up with promo code HUGE and get a match on your first deposit of $5 or more up to $2,000 in casino bonus funds. Only on DraftKings Casino with promo code HUGE. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, Call the Michigan Department of Health and Human Services Gambling Disorder Helpline at 1-800-270-7117. 21 and up, Michigan only, one per opted-in customer. Minimum $5 deposit, max match $2,000. Deposit and bonus amount require 15 times playthrough within 30 days. See terms at casino.draftkings.com slash players choice. Restrictions apply.
4: Super Sale is here. Friday and Saturday only. Find super low prices on items like Meyer Family Pack Chicken Wings for $1.49 per pound and 99 cents per pound green seedless grapes. Plus, buy one, get one free Hormel Black Label or Natural Choice Bacon. Don't miss limited time prices during the Meyer Super Sale. Friday and Saturday only while supplies last. Exclusion Supply. See all the deals in the Meyer app.
1: Roast Umber is a farm direct coffee sourced from Central American farmers and roasted in Grand Rapids. And also, the Nitro cold brew coffee is a convenient and healthy option for energy with no sugar additives. Look for it at your local retailer or at roastumber.com.
8: I'm Matt Shepard, the voice of Detroit baseball. I'm Helen Moore, and football is my game. So, we know a few things about sports. And the passion of Detroit fans. That's why we're big fans of Eagle Casino and Sports. It's the mobile sports book that lets you bet on action all year long right from your mobile device. Eagle Casino and Sports. Made in Michigan. Made for Michigan. Download the app and start winning today. Must be 21 or older and in Michigan to play.
2: Welcome back to the Huge Show here on the Michigan Sports Network. That's Brett Hayes. I'm Anthony Bellino filling in for the Huge One and joining us uh, right now on the Roast Umber guest line. He is an NBA veteran. He is a Michigan man, and he's also studio analyst and on the scene all the time. Bally Sports Detroit covering the Detroit Pistons, our good friend Tim McCormick. Find him on Twitter at Tim mccormick 40 Uncle Tim, how are you, my friend? Long time, no talk. How's life, partner?
9: Fantastic, Anthony. How are you doing?
2: I am. Uh, I'm trying to live the dream. That that's all I'm trying to do. Just one one day at a time, one foot in front of the other, and a lot of excitement right now around this Pistons organization. That well, I mean, you know, we talked about it ad nauseum. The 22-23 campaign was probably one we'd like to forget about a little bit. There were some bright spots: the development of the young Jaden Ivey, the development of Jalen Duran and what he might bring. But the hiring of Monty Williams to lead the charge now for this franchise. When you when you saw the news break what what were you thinking how is this uh what's this fit going to look like for detroit
9: it makes sense and when when you look at where the organization is they need somebody that that is going to be a little bit more of a closer i I didn't love the idea of you know a a guy coming in that had never coached in the nba as a head coach i I think that monty williams He's high character. He, you know, He's a good Christian man, which means a lot to me. He is no nonsense. I think he's a very creative offensive coach. And I also like the fact that he's walked this journey before. He took over a, a horrible Phoenix Suns franchise that won 19 games the year before he arrived. And then the last two years, they've been among the best in the NBA Um, I was shocked that that Phoenix pulled the trigger and got rid of him because I think that he is the guy that is perfect.
2: And they've also made some, some other additions to their coaching staff as well. Steven Silas is going to join, uh, Monty Williams. This seems like this is going to be a, a pretty good fit, uh, as well. A guy coming over from the Houston Rockets who's obviously had some experience with a very, very young roster there in Houston. A lot of folks like to try to mirror the success of the two teams or the failures of the two teams and pit one against the, uh, against another. And maybe that goes back to, you know, the Cade Cunningham, uh, draft pick and, you know, some other things there where it gets the internet a buzz but as far as the assemblance of monty's staff to this point how do you feel
9: well, i am i played for paul silas so i've known steve steven since he was a little boy and he's uh he's a great basketball mind now there, there's a lot of intangibles that go with being a head coach and i think that he might not be as suited to be the general as as the you know the lieutenant or the colonel. Um, I think he's a really good basketball mind. It didn't work out in Phoenix. It seemed like you know in games where John Lucas took over for Steven Silas, you know he got so, so much experience. It seemed like the Rockets did better in those scenarios. Um, Mark Bryant is is a renowned. Big man coach, and I think he will help Wiseman. I think he'll help Dern and all the Pistons big guys, and they need help because you know last year I think they got by a lot on on skill, and now it, it's good to add some tricks.
2: Now, when we when we take a look at the development of the Pistons bigs, I, I'm one of those people that I have no problem with the way that this roster has you know been constructed. To this point, with with Marvin Bagley, I think that there's something there that you know. Hopefully, he can he can tap into and begin to kind of stretch his game a, a little bit uh, further toward toward the outside. I I love Jalen Durham. I, I can't get enough of that guy. I like uh, Isaiah Stewart. I just think that maybe he's a little undersized to be an everyday starter in the league, but he plays with such great tenacity. We've seen undersized guys. Ben Wallace here with this franchise was undersized, but when you play with that kind of heart and that kind of tenacity, and, and then you add in James Wiseman a little bit bit of a project there. They tried some things at the end of the year, but those four with, you know, to make up the front court, to have some depth, and to be able to have those four in a rotation, do you do you like the assemblance of that?
9: There are some positives. There are some things that I'm concerned about. The way the game is being played today, no one's really posting up, so you need big guys that show versatility, can make perimeter shots, can play in the pick-and-roll game, um, can be lob threats. And and so I do think that at this point that that the Bagley and Duran and and to a lesser degree wise and they, they all they all kind of do the same thing. Isaiah Stewart has shown he can make threes, but is is he an everyday starting power forward? I, I think that you've got four centers and I'm just not sure how you're going to be able to get minutes for all of them. I would not be surprised especially with the draft coming and the opportunity to package some things, I think one of those guys will not be here next year.
2: Is there a leader in the clubhouse in your mind when it comes to this upcoming draft of who the Pistons, uh, who would you like to see them select?
9: Well, I, I don't think that they're, they're, um, there's any way that we can accurately guess because we're not in the gym with the Pistons brass looking and working out the players. For me, what i i look I look at um, Cam Whitmore, and I like him. I like the Thompsons one a little bit, um, but the guy that I I think is a really good fit is K. R. Hendricks. And at this point, you know, the mock drafts I've looked at have him getting selected further on down. So if the Pistons could add a piece and move down and get him, I, I would like that. And the reason is this team needs shooting in a big way. Uh, you know, Jaden and Cade and uh, the big guys have not not really shown to be pure shooters. They, they do other things that are phenomenal. But at the forward position, Bogdanovich is, 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 a, is a knockdown shooter, but he's getting older as well. I would like somebody that can just stand out there and knock down shots and also has stopper capabilities on the defensive end, multi-positional, coverage would be great for this team you know somebody like Taylor Hendrick I think can cover a four if you switch him onto a two he can contain the ball so that's that's a guy that I like but I'm not going to predict that the Pistons will take him because I think that I'm not in the gym and and Troy Weaver knows a lot better what he's looking for
2: Tim do you hate the term two-way player as much as I do because it's basketball, like you got to be able to defend, like you, you have to. I I can't stand with somebody always oh, he's a he's a two way player. Like yeah, of course you you should. I mean, it's five on five for God's sakes.
9: Well, I think it's it's just emphasizing some guys are better at playing both ends of the court. Other guys are just scorers. So I I get it. I I guess I've never really thought about it that much. I don't I don't have a, a hatred towards the term because um, I. I think I, I I understand that it's it's a bit of an exaggeration with most guys.
2: Yeah, I, I hear that. It just makes it just makes my skin crawl. I'm like, yeah, you better get back on defense and guard somebody. I mean, come on, if not, they're going to torch you. Like that's what's going to happen.
9: But a lot don't. A lot don't. So yeah. I, I I I hear what you're saying.
2: That is the uh, that is the truth, isn't it? Is um, when we when we look at free agency, there's a lot of names floating around out there uh, because this team has a lot of cap space, and I. I haven't when I look at the list I don't know if I fall in love with anybody but there is a guy there who has been here in Jeremy Grant that I feel like that would be kind of a kind of a nice reunion now that you know maybe Jeremy's role as would obviously be drastically different and he can come into a situation now where he doesn't have to be the primary option and he knows he's the veteran presence on a very young team that does have a lot of potential.
9: I can see that. He was a great player here. For the, for the Pistons, he was consistent. He was reliable. He was durable, um, and, and it's it's going to be really difficult. I, I I still think that to bring in a finished product player um, does not really help in the long term because no matter what, Jeremy Grant or Kristaps Porzingis or um, you know like Jordan Clarkson or D'Angelo Russell, I mean, there's a lot of guys out there that that have proven they can score. But this team is probably still three years away from contending. And so if you're going to bring somebody in, I'd love to see them be a piece that's not going to be really ready for a couple of years so that everybody can gel at the same time.
2: Mm-hmm. Hmm. Interesting. When you watch the NBA finals, cause you said, you know, not ready for, for a few more years, when you watch the NBA finals, are there moments where you, you look at the, the, the matchup between the heat and the nuggets and you think to yourself like, man, we're a long ways off. Or if you're like, Hey, you know what? We might be able to dabble. We might be able to, we could be a 30 plus win team.
9: No, I, I don't. <laughs> I don't see it that way. Uh, you know, so let me put it this way. Last year, the Pistons won 17 games. So can they double that number? That that seems like a lofty goal to me. Um, if they get to thirty, that would be a really nice jump. I'd be impressed. I, I would be hopeful. But still you're not even sniffing the playing game at, at at you know 30 wins. So um I like the direction. I, I like the people that they have, but when you look at the Nuggets and the Heat and, and the, the elite teams in the NBA, the pistons have a lot of growth to do. First of all, I, I really am anxious to see Kate Cunningham and see where he's at because not only can you learn basketball by playing, I think there's a lot you can take away by sitting there and watching on a nightly basis, tendencies, the flow of the game, reading things like that. And so I, um, I, I, I need to see him as a superstar. And then Jaden Ivey is a number two guy, and anxious to see who they get in the draft. There, there's a lot of positives, a lot of things to be hopeful for. But the truth is that they there's still going to be a long ways away.
2: The rehab process, Tim McCormick, can be a grueling one. It can also be very lonely um, because everybody else is, you know, whether they're traveling uh, for games or it's practice in film and everything else. And, and sometimes, you know, guys that get injured can can, you know, get basically get kind of lost in the fray. And James Edwards of the Athletic was reporting he did a he did a long piece about how active Cade had been throughout the course of the season. Just with the team in those film sessions, sitting in on practice, you know, doing his rehab at at different times, so he could stay, you know, as connected to this team as possible. And when I read that, I just felt I felt very positive about the young man that this team drafted.
9: Oh yeah, I like him a lot, and he's a good leader, and he's not phony. Um, Yeah, I I saw him before every game. We had some really good conversations. And, and there were some times that I thought he was really grumpy and he's hard to talk to. And, and I thought, that's real. That, like that, why, why would you be happy? You can't play the game you love. You're frustrated. You're going to be sitting out for months and months. Um, he's a real guy. And, and I, I, I think he's – I'm looking for a word he's authentic. Like, like when he felt good, he was really happy and fun to talk to. And when he's grumpy, I get that too. So I'm I I'm a big Cade believer.
2: All right, I I sure do hope so because I read that. I mean, I was hanging on every word. James does that to me with some of his stories. Though I got to remember, he's a he's a journalist and he's he's writing stories. But I get I get all caught up in it, Tim. That's what happens. All right, now as a big man yourself, when you watch Nikola Jokic. What, what are we seeing here? Because he has been absolutely phenomenal throughout this entire playoffs. Uh, the NBA Finals, no different for him. His his numbers are through the roof. They can work through him in the high post. They can work through him in the short corner. Every time he touches the ball, it's like magic is happening. And he's not overly flashy. He's not super athletic. He's not going to jump out of the gym and dunk one on somebody's forehead, but he's always going to make the right play. He is, he is the most valuable player in the league despite what anybody from Philadelphia might say. I mean, this guy is the truth. Does it make you smile as a big man to see a guy out there dominate the game the way that he does. I'm mesmerized
9: when he plays. I I find myself not even watching anybody else on the court. My eyes are fixated on Jokic. Uh, his his game is so unique. Uh, I, I was looking the other day. I mean, how how in the world do you score thirty, but you also get yourself ten or twelve assists? And he he's a capable rebounder. I think. It's easy to pick on the fact that he's not super quick and he doesn't rebound. I mean, who does every single part of the game well? Uh, he's one of my favorite players of all time. I think his game would translate to high success no matter where he played, what area what he played in. And, and I, I can see him getting better. I also am such a big fan of Jamal Murray, his ability to move without the ball in the way that he and Jokic play. Um, Gordon and Porter complement each other. But but really, a hidden key to this team is something that should should make the Pistons shake their head. Bruce Brown, Cantavis Caldwell Pope, guys that were here um, that I thought were really good players. They're key components on a, a championship team, and you know, sometimes it's easy to, to, to cast guys off too quick. Those those are those are two way players. I know you hate that, right? But I'm, I'm yep. bringing it back to you. They are really good at both ends of the court. They're good leaders. They don't need the ball to be effective. They just they just make plays.
2: Tim McCormick just hit me in the forehead with a shovel. That's what just happened, folks. The Denver Nuggets. I mean, they have six guys averaging double figures in the playoffs. Jokic's numbers right now: thirty points, thirteen point three rebounds, and nine point eight assists per game, almost averaging a triple double in the playoffs with an opportunity to close things. I mean, it's just, it's, it's simply incredible and fascinating. And one thing I really like about Denver and Miami, and I'd be very interested, Tim, if you kind of feel the same way is that you know, I didn't need to see the Phoenix Suns and Kevin Durant in the finals. I didn't need to see another year of LeBron or what ESPN was telling me. They had to be the Celtics and Lakers for the 100 millionth time. Like, I like the fact that it's Miami and that they have Jimmy Butler, who just seems like a very old school. I go to work and I'm just here to play basketball and none of this other stuff. And I look at it, in a team like Denver, I, I see two very like well-constructed, really good teams that I feel like in a sport that's gotten very individual in recent years is kind of a couple of throwback squads.
9: I agree with that. And, and I, um, I had a chance to play for Pat Riley, and I see a lot of the things that he taught me that, that have filtered down to his players. They're very much no-nonsense. And I, I, I really am pleased with the fact that, that you've got two teams that pass the ball. They, they, their scouting report makes sense to me. They've got veterans that are great, but they've also got young players. And, and I, I feel bad because I think that Tyler Hero is, is a player that could have really made a difference in this series. He plays a lot like Jamal Murray. He's high energy, come off screen, shooting the ball. Uh, he, he, can, he can take over games with his scoring. I really hope he plays tonight because he's, he's one of my, my favorite intriguing players. And and I mean this series is over, but she he could be fun to watch.
2: He is Tim McCormick. You can find him on Twitter at Tim McCormick forty. You can find him on Bally Sports Detroit, the NBA vet, the Michigan man himself. Uncle Tim, my friend, thank you so much for your time today, partner. We greatly appreciate you.
9: Thanks, Anthony. Good talking to you.
2: Always a pleasure. There he is. And and for those that don't know, I have a lot of uncles. A lot. Uh, I mean, I got Uncle Herman. You hear his ads. Sorry, Neagle. Uh, uncle Lomas, Lomas Brown. He's my uncle, too. Uncle Tim. Basically, anybody that's older than me is my uncle. And that's just it just is what it is. Like, they, they accept the responsibility, and I accept all the gifts uh, at Christmas time. We'll step aside. We'll be back with more of The Huge Show coming at you next here on the Michigan Sports Network.
0: Everything huge 24-7 at thehugeshow.net.
5: The Michigan Association of Chiefs of Police wants you to know that June is Gun Violence Awareness Month. Why do we need to recognize gun violence? because we can stop it before it happens. Many people contemplating an act of gun violence display significant or sudden changes in their behavior. If you know what to look for, you can be the difference. Search 10 critical warning signs of violence or contact your local police department to learn more. Imagine this, winning big at Soaring Eagle. Roll on Fridays to win a share of over $8,000 in premium play. Each week in June from 7 to 11 p.m., three lucky players every hour roll the dice for prizes. The rolling champion each night wins $1,000 premium play. Roll on Fridays only at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Your getaway.
0: Reimagined. Visit SoaringEagleCasino.com for complete rules and details.
1: Drive for a cause at Mini on the Mac on August 4th and 5th. Hundreds of Mini Cooper owners will come together at the world-famous Mackinac Bridge. You can register now at minionthemac.com to be a part of this one-of-a-kind event. That's minionthemac.com. Hey, this is
8: Matt Shepard from the Michigan Sports Network. I love summers in Michigan because it means golf season. Now, two things always when I go golfing: I make sure I got my sticks, and I've got plenty of cold, fresh Labatt Blue Light. Whether I've just squeezed in eighteen holes or I just want to relax on the patio after a long day, everywhere I go, and I'm serious when I tell you this, I tell people about the smooth, genuine taste of Labatt Blue Light. It's just a great beer. Michigan Sports Network is giving you a chance to win a foursome to Michigan's best courses. Just listen weekdays to the huge show and exes and bros or just text golf to 21,000 to enter. That's golf to 21,000. The trip includes two overnight stays and two rounds of golf all brought to you by my friends at Labatt Blue Light. So grab a Labatt Blue Light the next time you head out onto the course and enjoy the blue skies because blue is for Michigan summers and great times. Always enjoy responsibly. Copyright 2023 Labatt USA Buffalo New York. All rights reserved. Labatt is a registered U.S. trademark of Labatt Brewing
2: Welcome back to the huge show on this Monday. So great to be riding along with you no matter who you are, where you are, how you may be listening all across the great state of Michigan and worldwide on the iHeartRadio app. We say good afternoon to you. That is Brett Hayes, find him on Twitter at the Brett Hayes H A Z E. I am Anthony Bellino. You can find me on Twitter at AC Bellino. It's great to be with you. Great to be filling in for the huge one. Once again, always ready to answer the call for huge Now, we have this debate going on right now, literally right now. I'm a part of this, uh, you know, for for our listeners who who may not know, I'm a part of this group chat, right? And this group chat's got, I don't know, 17, 18, 106 people, in it. it's on Instagram, and everybody's arguing about everything all the time, right? Somebody could say up, 15 arguments are going to come in and say down. Somehow Chase Young's name got brought into this conversation just now. Apparently somebody in this group chat who is afraid to call... The Mercantile Bank listener line at one 838 huge That's 1-866-838-4843. And I've called him a coward. I told him he's scared. He wants to trade John Kaminsky and God knows what else for Chase Young. Explain that one to me. I had a caller this morning telling me that we needed to trade Tracy Walker for a six-round pick, and now we got to trade for Chase Young. What universe am I living in right now? That's what I want to know. That's what I want to know. What universe am I living in right now? Now, Chase Young is a guy that came out in one the AP Defensive Rookie of the Year. Went to the Pro Bowl, all that. Pro Football Writers Association, Rookie of the Year, seven and a half sacks, God's gift to earth. How many sacks did Aiden Hutchinson have? See ya, you, Chase Young. How many did Aiden Hutchinsons in half? Nine and a half. That's right. And then, unfortunately for Chase Young, he played nine games in 2021 and three games in 2022. ACL grade three. I'm not a doctor, so I can't tell you the difference between grade one, grade two, grade three. Grade three sounds bad. I don't know. It's an ACL. Doesn't look good. But the Commandos aren't going to pick up the aren't going to pick up the option. And so that might intrigue some folks, right? Shiny new toy, big name, had a really good year. Okay, all right, had a really good one good season in his young career, and it's unfortunate that he's you know. He's been injured like you don't want to see anybody go through that to have such a promising young career and then go down because of an injury. I, it's, it's a non like it's it, you can't control that. And I'm not telling you that John Kaminsky at 27 years old is the second coming of Reggie White. But what I am telling you is that man right there played with two sock boppers on his hands for an entire season. And the guy broke all of his hands. All the hands he had, they were all broke. They were casted up. He walked out there with oven mitts on, (laughs) making tackles like Dan Campbell guy. Right? Not a lot of flash. I don't need a lot of flash. This defensive line is going to be good. The emergence of James Houston was was fantastic. Are some people still wondering about Jalen Carter and what could have been? It's over. Don't even worry about it. We're long past that. But this team, obviously believes that their interior line was in a position and their defensive line as an entire unit, edge to edge, was in position to be successful enough that they can address some other things that they need to, which would be moving on from DeAndre Swift, getting their version of hopefully Debo Samuel. We'll see what Jameer Gibbs turns into. We'll we'll see what it turns into. right? We don't know, but we got our force back in David Montgomery. We got Jameer Gibbs. That's our flash great you have Amon Ross St. Brown Jameson Williams Marvin Jones Jr. I know what JMO is suspended obviously we all do Kabinda's your sledgehammer at fullback so you can go Jameer Gibbs right you can draft a tight end in Sam Laporta that by every report has been just tearing it up so far you get Jack Campbell at linebacker and you get even better at the safety position in Brian Branch And so now I got one guy telling me in in the morning that we need to trade Tracy Walker because he's injured. Well, he was injured, but he's coming back. Let's see what we have in Tracy Walker when he gets back. Let's see what might be there for Chase Young when he's healthy. But I can't take a risk on that guy if he's not already a part of my team. I can't risk trading any assets away for something that we don't know what we're getting. That's the issue that I have there. If somebody said Chase Young's available for a 1.5 million this season, well, duh, yes, sign him because the dude's an athlete. But if I gotta surrender something, I don't know if I like that. I don't know if I like the idea. Remember, we still have Josh Pascal too. Whatever he might turn out to be, Benito Jones played some good ball. Broderick Martin, we'll see what he is. McNeil and Bugs in the middle, I like those two. Owns Enrique might never be healthy. We don't know. Romeo Aguara, James Houston, John Kaminsky, Aiden Hutchinson. Like, there, there are some guys. Josh Pascoe, like, your edge is kind of set. You've got some depth there in the interior. Alex Anzalone. Malcolm Rodriguez, Jack Campbell, three nice linebackers. And now we've added Cam Sutton, CJ Gardner Johnson, and Emmanuel Mosley via free agency. You've added Brian Branch in the draft. You're returning Jerry Jacobs. You still have Melly and Fatou Melanfanwu. You know, you have Tracy Walker and Kirby Joseph. Like, what's wrong with having some depth here, folks? Like, you finally got a two deep. Under two, we got two guys in every position. Oh, my goodness. These people are driving me crazy. They're driving me crazy. It's unbelievable. We want to get your thoughts. Text the keyword HUGE, send it to 21000, HUGE to 21000, or call us on the Mercantile Bank listener line, 1-866-838-HUGE, 1-866-838-4843. Tweet at us at HUGE Show, at AC Bolino. Let us know your thoughts. We'll be back after this here on the Michigan Sports Network.
1: It's a Moneyline Monday presented by the DraftKings Sportsbook app on the HUGE show across Michigan. Make sure you download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and always use code HUGE to get the promo hookups. That's code HUGE when you download the DraftKings Sportsbook app to get all of the hookups. It is a Moneyline Monday presented by DraftKings on the Michigan Sports Network.
2: live all across the great state of Michigan. No, I am not the huge one, Bill Simonson. My name is Anthony Bellino, filling in for the huge one. You can catch me uh, mornings, weekday mornings, from 6 to 9 here on the Michigan Sports Network. Visit michigansportsnetwork.com to find the affiliate in your area, or just download the iHeartRadio app. That's all you gotta do. You, it's free to download. You download that, you search for 96-1 The Game, West Michigan's home for sports. And that... You just click listen live. Boom, we're there. All our podcasts. It's all, it's all right there. So I got you this morning on the morning drive, and I get you on the afternoon drive. And man, how lucky am I? Right? Who used to say that luckiest man in the world? I don't know. Uh, but, anyways, uh, join us on the Huge Show Mercantile Bank Listener Line 1 838. Huge. 1 838 4843. You can uh, text the keyword HUGE to 21,000. That's HUGE to 21,000. You can find us on Twitter. Brett Hayes is at the Brett Hayes H-A-Z-E. On the Twitterverse, I'm Anthony Bellino at AC Bellino. And, of course, you can tweet at us at HUGE Show uh, as well and then send all of your complaints. If you had Hate My Guts, you just send them all to HUGE. Uh, HUGE is right now, I think, I believe, working on the golf game. Pretty sure that's what he's doing. He's got the LPGA. Uh, celebrity pro am out there representing us here on the Michigan sports network. So that is uh that is great. Brett located in the uh, 96, one 96, one, the game studios. Easy for me to say I'm down here in the Michigan uh, sports network radio bunker, man. It's great to uh, great to be with you though. Greatly appreciate it. Always appreciate the huge one uh, passing me the torch and allowing me to hang out with you here in the afternoon. Oh man, some wild stuff uh today that we have uh we have talked about. So what's uh what's going on in the uh, in the sports world? I try to get you caught up on what's happening. The Tigers have lost 9 in a row. They're going to try to snap the streak tonight. They'll take on the Atlanta Braves. They're back at home inside the friendly or not so friendly confines of Comerica Park. 6:40 first pitch. We love the early start time. Not good here though, folks. Right now, uh Atlanta minus 250 on the money line. Tigers getting a run and a half though. So if you're interested in something along those lines, ugh, gotta snap this streak though. It, I mean this has just been this has just been brutal. So I'm sure a lot of your eyeballs will be there. I'm I kinda at the point now where I'm gonna bypass that. I'll check in. It'll be on T V two tonight. Uh but the main screen is one hundred percent getting ABC. That's where it's at. The Denver Nuggets, a commanding 3-1 lead in the series over the Miami Heat right now. Miami's backs are against the wall. Kevin Love is going to be good to go. He and his wife, by the way, congratulations to them, celebrating the birth of their child. We love to see that. Miss the team, flight to Denver for Game 5. Not a problem. He and his wife, Kate Bach, is her name, became parents on Saturday. Love then flew to Denver on his own, arriving in time for the team film session and media responsibilities yesterday. So he is good to go. Maybe some more reserve help for the Miami Heat, according to sources. Tyler Hero is going to attempt to return for game number five. And if you heard Tim McCormick there in hour number two you know hero's been out since april 16th when he broke his you know right hand in game 1 of the heat's first round series against the milwaukee bucks still obviously you know going to experience some discomfort so if he's going to be able to play you know hero had been one of the heat's leading scorers this season he averaged 20 points per game knocked down 203 three pointers in the regular season you know but they've been doing pretty well Gabe Vincent Max Struess, you know, they haven't been shooting it well from three in the finals thus far. The two of them, have combined 29% from three. So, obviously, Hero uh, would help here. But but Struz and Vincent, they, they've been good throughout the course of the playoffs. They, they've been necessary. And I love, love, love this matchup of these two teams. Because, to me, this is everything that is supposed to be what basketball is. Five guys on the floor, working in unison, I feel like in recent years, we've gotten way too individual. Way too individual. Too much of me, too much of my stats, too much of me stat hunting, guys like Russell Westbrook going after the triple-double. You know, everybody on a a missed free throw, everybody would just allow him to run up and get the rebound. He'd be right there in the lane. You know, it's like, come on. Why? So you could have meaningless triple-doubles that don't equate to anything? That's not right. And I know guys like guys that are in the league today. They have their podcasts and they have you know their own shows. Like Draymond Green, for example, the new media, this new media, that, and that's fine. But somebody's got to be the gatekeeper around here. Somebody's got to do it, you know. And and what I saw and people are like, oh, Russell Westbrook's a Hall of Famer. In my book, he's not he's in the Hall of. He's in the Hall of really good. He's not a Hall of Famer, just because you tried to stat hunt for a couple of years. You'd never led a team to anything. You haven't won anything. Like what? What are we worried about? And then, when a team moves on from you, like the Lakers, you want to talk about getting a ring? For what? You became a meme on the internet because you couldn't hit the shot. You were throwing the ball off the shot clock, for God's sakes. And now you want to get a ring? For helping them do what? You didn't participate in the playoffs. What is the matter with these people? It's ridiculous. I didn't want to see the Phoenix Suns. I like Devin Booker a lot. Devin Booker can come to the Pistons tomorrow, please. Grand Rapids guy. West Michigan. Love him. But I didn't need to see Kevin Durant. That's not going to work. And ESPN was telling me they were so busy talking about, oh, it's got to be the Celtics and the Lakers. Oh, these two teams. Oh, my goodness. Okay, and? And then what? And then when the conference finals started, all I wanted for our teams that were left, all I wanted, please, basketball gods, grant us Miami versus Denver. Give us that. It might be a little more lopsided than what some people want. And and I'm okay with that. I, I honestly am. I'm okay that this thing could be over in five. Gentlemen sweep, as they like to say. I don't necessarily need to see LeBron James. I don't think that LeBron James makes or breaks a playoff run. At all. For me, personally, these are, these are the kind of teams... You know the NBA, and, and I've I said this before, and it's ruffled some feathers. So you really like what I'm about to say. You got if you, especially if you're you're an '80s guy, if you remember the '80s and in the '90s, maybe like '85 to 2000, probably the best era of basketball ever. When you think about the star power, the quality of play, all of this. Think about it like this: When have we ever seen the NBA have such a dispersion of talent? When have we ever seen that? Think about that. You know, when we got down to Denver and L.A., I mean, four-game sweep, get right out of here. Boston and Miami, Miami had the big lead, and Boston came back, Miami, you know, clinched it, but I didn't need to see Lakers and Celtics for me to be interested in the NBA Finals. I didn't need to see a bunch of ISO possessions where one guy's standing out there dribbling out the shot clock, getting a high screen to roll, and just gunning a three ball. That's not entertaining. That's why, for years... When it comes to the Golden State Warriors, I've said that is must see TV. Because the Warriors play basketball the way that you're supposed to be the way you're supposed to play. You move the ball, you move without it. You know, you don't always like somebody is a you're allowed to go screen for somebody that doesn't have the ball. I swear to God, you run like motion based offense, pass and screen away. If you're going three out, two in, man up top, ball fake to the left wing, pass to the right wing, then the low block. And the guy who just passed the ball, screen away. Man up top screaming for the left wing, right block screening for the left block. There's your motion. Wing passes it back up top, screen away. You know, it's just it's just kind of, like I, I love to be able to see teams that aren't afraid to pass the ball, that trust their teammates. And Nicole Jokic. I mean, for anybody that voted for Joel Embiid to be the most valuable player of the year, it's just MVP fatigue. And we've ran into this a few times. Like, there was a solid stretch there. I'm not a big LeBron James guy. uh, But there is a a stretch there where he is the most valuable player in the league. Like, he leaves your team, your team goes to the lottery. He joins your team, you go to the finals. Like, that's just what happens. And there's a stretch of about, you know, five to ten years straight, he could have won the most valuable player award. But we get a little fatigued. You know, it almost feels like the NBA MVP has turned into this. Whose turn is it now? Like a like a torch passing, if you will. For me, and, and my vote would have went to Giannis if I if they would have allowed me to vote. That was the number one seed in the Eastern Conference. His numbers were insane. I was going Giannis one, Jokic two, Embiid three. And part of it is there is I think an element of team success in winning that you have to be able to achieve. Philadelphia being the three-seed, I'm sorry, that's not good enough to be the most valuable player in in the league, in my opinion. Your opinion can be different. But you look at, like, Donovan Mitchell in Cleveland, Julius Randle in New York, Joel Embiid in Philly, uh, Brooklyn. Once they finally got rid of all those yahoos, and James Harden and Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant got rid of all the flakes, guess what? Boom, sixth seed. Boston, obviously, you're well aware of Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart, how that whole thing comes together. Trey Young, in Atlanta, Milwaukee as Giannis, Jimmy Butler and company as an eight seed in Miami, Minnesota underachieving like crazy. But at least they have some star power there with and and with, you know, Carl Anthony Towns, the Denver Nuggets loaded. You see him in the finals. Phoenix, good roster. The Clippers. I mean, hell, if Kawhi Leonard could ever play again, that'd be nice. Sacramento, what a great story. Sacramento was. They lost the Golden State Warriors, you know, who's on their roster. And then you got Memphis with that idiot John Morant running around and the L.A. Lakers. Like, you look at the league right now, and the league is about as healthy as it's ever been top to bottom. I think that's a beautiful sign for the NBA. So all eyes locked in tonight on the finals. Can the Denver Nuggets, who are 9-1 at home right now, in the playoffs, led by Nikola Jokic, who's almost averaging a triple-double in the playoffs alone. 30 points, 13.3 rebounds. 9.8 9.8 assists. That's crazy. And another fun fact for you. This team is averaging 26 assists per game, the Denver Nuggets are. On 42 and a half made field goals. That's what they're averaging, 42 field goals made per game. 26 assists on 42 field. That's beautiful basketball, folks. So watch it and enjoy it. And even if Denver doesn't win, if Miami comes out and wins, I love Jimmy Butler cuz Jimmy Butler is a no nonsense, I'm here to play basketball. And I want to win. And at the end of the day, that's what matters the most because everybody's getting paid. Look at what Zion Williamson's going through. Oh my goodness! Have you read? Have you searched Zion on it on Twitter recently? Oh my god! That young man is a mess. That's what happens when you hand twenty-year-olds two hundred million. I mean, that's what you know. That's what you get. Oh my goodness! But like, look, I don't need a bunch of individual me-first guys. I want guys that are here to play basketball, that compete every night, and that play to win. I don't want a bunch of pampered stars that haven't done anything. You know, you got guys coming out. of like some guys are skipping college. Some guys are one and done. You haven't done anything getting these massive contracts. Win something, please. We're here to win. Look at all the money James Harden's made. How many titles does he have? Kevin Durant wouldn't have any titles if he wouldn't have joined the best team in the league that knocked him out. Like, come on, guys. Winning is, like, that's paramount. That's what's got to matter the most. Everybody's getting paid. Winning matters. And these are two winning basketball clubs. And that's why tonight, 830, flip on ABC and enjoy hoops the way it's supposed to be played. We'll step aside when we return. Let's we'll talk a little Lions football. Let's get a little camp update. What's going on out there at OTAs? My man, Tim Twentyman, joins us next here on The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network.
0: From Grand Rapids to Detroit. This show is huge. In the den with Dan Dickerson.
9: DraftKings Sportsbook is an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app today and use code HUGE for a special offer when you sign up. That's code HUGE only at DraftKings Sportsbook. One of the points of emphasis for new President Scott Harris this year is to make sure players who are rehabbing an injury get better
3: while they work to get healthy. And it certainly looks like Matt Manning has done just that. Manning has worked tirelessly with new pitching coach Robin Lund, first building strength
9: in his arm, then smoothing out his mechanics. As A.J. Hinch put it, Manning's arm action is now much faster, the delivery is more efficient, and the ball is jumping out of his hand. Manning has long puzzled many by throwing 90-91 in one inning, 95-96 in the neck. Hinch thinks those days are
1: gone, and we're going to see a much more consistent and powerful Matt Manning when he comes back. Bill Simonson here from my good friends at Bean Garter. They're now a Dorn Mayhew firm. They're based in Troy, where Dorn Mayhew is located on the east side of the state. Bean Garter will stay in their existing location in downtown Grand Rapids. And Josh Garvey has been named the managing shareholder. Josh was appointed by Dorn Mayhew's board of directors. And Josh will lead the West Michigan office in downtown Grand Rapids in its vision, growth, culture, strategy, and client relationships. And Josh is very honored to lead the Grand Rapids office forward as the next manager. Shareholder Bean Garter has had the privilege of serving the West Michigan market for nearly 75 years. And Josh's vision is to uphold that commitment and keep their firm focused on creating meaningful impact relationships in their local community. Congratulations to Josh Garvey as Bean Garter and Dorn Mayhew are now stronger together. Imagine this.
5: Winning big at Soaring Eagle. Have a blast with Rolling Thunder Camper Giveaway. Saturdays in June, two players every hour win $1,500 premium play. On June 24th, the 11 p.m. winner rolls out in a new Coachman Catalina Legacy Edition. It's Rolling Thunder Camper Giveaway. Only at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Your getaway. Reimagine. Visit SoaringEagleCasino.com for complete rules and details.
1: Huge here with a reminder that the Meyer State Games of Michigan summer games are almost here, but there's still time to register in a ton of sports that are available to amateur athletes all across Michigan, from track to golf, swimming to basketball, and more. They've got an event for athletes of all ages and all abilities. You still can register now at stategamesofmichigan.com forward slash huge. That's stategamesofmichigan.com forward slash huge.
0: You're listening to the huge show on the Michigan Sports Network.
2: Back here to the huge show on the Michigan Sports Network that is Brett Hayes I am Anthony Bellino joining us now on the Roast Umber guest line our good friend Tim Twentyman. Detroit Lions beat there detroitlions.com Tim my man hey how are you how's life how are things partner long time no talk you ready for football season or what I'm
10: ready for a little summer break I'm not going I'm not going to lie a little summer break Anthony and then we'll get right back to it at the end of July but it's uh, look the NFL is uh, 365 24 hours um, a day with the draft and the off season and everything else. So I'm, I'm I'm gonna step away a little bit for about a month but then I'm excited for what's about to be in Detroit at the end of the July.
2: Hey, I, lo- I love a good break. I- I'm not going to lie. I love a good break. So if you're going to take a break, you know what? I should break with you. There we go. We're going to take a month off. We'll reconvene uh, when camp rolls around. OTAs, uh, you know, every year it happens, right? Because it's such a controlled environment that it's really difficult. I would assume it'd be very difficult when you're there on a day-to-day basis to really Kind of tell what, what guys are able to bring to the table. But you've done this long enough. You can kind of see, you know, that, Hey, this guy might really, you know, this guy might really have the juice or so and so might be coming back from an injury and they might, they might look like they were in tip top shape where they were uh, beforehand. So I want to go with first on your OTA like list of like who would be your OTA all stars? Like who are the guys that stood out to you? It's like, wow, like eyes open. Yeah. This guy is, is for real.
10: Well, it's hard to evaluate the offensive defensive lineman with no pads. You know that's the biggest one I think you don't get in 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 the spring because there's so many rules about limited contact and no pads and everything else. And you can't evaluate offensive defensive linemen without the pads. And so, you know, pads aside, I think maybe I'll give you a veteran guy and a young guy. A veteran guy who has looked all the part to me is CJ Gardner Johnson. Um, he's played in the slot. He's played in at safety. Um, in, in um, team portions of practice in competitive periods. Tracy Walker's still finding his way back yet. And look, he's getting hands-on footballs. Um, he's loud. Um, he talks trash. He brings energy. And I was talking with Jared about this the other day. It's, I asked him about the secondary. He said the word he described is stickier. It's a lot stickier. There's a lot um, fewer windows. There's a lot less separation. And this is coming from Jared Goff, versus where the secondary was last year, so you know, I think C.J. gardner johnsons kind of been a ringleader for that, so you know, that's one, and then, you know, on the offense side of the ball, and look, it, it, the rookies, you always have to take a step back and and understand that they're rookies, especially a rookie tight end. That, that to me, is the second-hardest position to come in and play well as a young guy outside a quarterback, just because you essentially have to know three different positions. You've got to know the run fits. You've got to know all the protections, but Sam Laporta has looked really, really good in the springtime. I think he is earning a ton of trust with with the quarterbacks, especially Jared Goff. And it seems like every day, Anthony, during Open OTA, I write down number 87 as making a play again today. Had, had one in a team period, tight window back in the end zone, got his feet down and, and scored for the offense. And it's been like a daily thing. I think that young man is going to have an opportunity to play early and, and make some early contributions.
2: And and we saw that maybe not individually, you know, the tight end, like the tight end as a unit. Was was really good last year, you know. Even though there wasn't like that big that big name, right? The trade from T.J. Hawkinson had a lot of people, you know, scratching their heads. And it's like, oh, okay, we see that. We, yeah, we can kind of function. But then they go in the draft and say, hey, here's a, here's a player that we really like uh, that might have really, you know, made you know a lot of Lions fans kind of open their eyes a, a little bit. I want to go back to the secondary though, because you mentioned C.J. Gardner Johnson, and there's been a lot of talk about the amount of talk that 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 defensive backs group has had. When you look at it this year and the addition of emmanuel mosley cam sutton cj gardner johnson you draft brian branch oh and by the way tracy walker's coming back from injury tim this is what i'm dealing with here on the radio somebody called me this morning and told me on on the radio they told me that we should trade tracy walker for a six-round pick i about fell out of my chair so i gotta ask you what have you been able to see from tracy as he's coming back from injury because to me It feels like the first time in a very long time that this secondary has legitimate, comfortable depth.
10: Yeah, 100%. I mean, let's not forget Tracy Walker was the team's leading tackler in, in 2021, over a hundred tackle guy. And, you know, he is another guy who kind of brings that energy, brings that juice. He's the quarterback back there. He's the leader. He makes it all go. He understands this system. Um, he's versatile in the sense that he can play in the box. He can play the deep safety. You know, now they've got Kirby who, who's going to play a little bit more of that deep safety role, but um, look, he's a veteran guy that just understands where everybody has to be and what the operation should look like. I think Kirby's going to benefit the most from having a veteran guy like him back now. Kirby can only, you know, only has to worry about one half the field and going into his second season, he's going to be a little more comfortable as well. I just think, you know, when, when you're looking at this secondary, you're saying, well, Kirby Joseph is probably our most inexperienced guy right now. And, and that's a guy who had four interceptions, led you, and made all those plays as a rookie. Your secondary is in a pretty good spot. I mean, Cam's been solid. You know, we're going to get Emmanuel Mosley back sooner rather than later. CJ can play both the nickel and safety. Kirby's look good. I mean, Tracy's look good. I just. I, I would not trade Tracy Walker. Um, certainly not for a sixth round pick. I just I like the veteran presence. I like um, the leadership. He's a guy that all those guys in the secondary look to, and, and he's embraced that role. He's a team leader, and you need guys like that.
2: Thank you. See now, now I feel vilified, and I can go on. kick I can walk out my my chest up, my chin held high. You know, head high, Anthony. Head high. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. What did uh, Ron English used to say at Eastern Eastern Michigan? He said tackle with your face. Right. Keep your head up. Right. Keep your eyes up. Chin up there. Jack Campbell, linebackers. I mean, how do we how do we evaluate that with no pads? Because linebackers are the guys that they got to bring the wood on these plays.
10: Yeah, same deal. I think some of the stuff you can evaluate in the pass game probably more than the run game. Obviously. Um, but I, I tell you what, uh, you know, a guy who's looked really good and a guy who multiple coaches have talked about is Derek Barnes. Um, and, and we talked to to coach Shett today and he said, look, don't sleep on Derek Barnes. Derek Barnes was playing football last year and he has come into this year, um, you know, with, with a mindset that he ain't going to relinquish any snaps. He's not going to give up anything. If you're going to beat him out, you're going to have to beat him out. And, Look, he's been taking all the number one reps with next to Alex Anzalone in, in the first team, and Shep's looking forward to that competition. And, and if if last year taught Lions fans anything, it's that is as that Shep, and I'm talking about Calvin Shepard, the, the linebackers coach. He doesn't care where you were drafted, how you got here. He's going to play the best guys. Uh, Anthony or, uh, uh, Malcolm Rodriguez was a six round pick last year, and he ended up starting. He did not care. And, and Shep made the point today, look, both Barnes and Anzalone texted him that night that they took Jack Campbell 18th, just kind of, you know, wondering where they stood, what the deal was. And, and Shep told him, look, the best guy's going to play. And Jack's going to have to earn um, his way onto the field. And I can tell you this from watching the spring, it's not going to be as easy as people think. Most people just think, yeah, the 18th pick, he just steps in and starts. Not in Detroit, not in Shep's room. He's going to play the best guys. And that means he's got to be the third uh, beat out a third year guy in he has got to beat out Malcolm Rodriguez who's going into his second year you and I both know players get better considerably better from their first to second season i mean even a guy like Germ um is you know a veteran guy in this league who's in his second stint here in in detroit and so i think there's going to be good competition in that room and it, it it's not just guaranteed that Jack Campbell steps in and and is starting at one of the stack linebacker spots spots right next to Alex Anzalone week 1
2: that I mean, that should be music to Lions fans ears right there, because that that, that I mean, you hit the nail right on the head. Best guy's going to be out there. Yeah, we drafted this position, but you're not just going to walk out here because we drafted you there. And if there's healthy competition, that's what this team needs to be able to make that next step. All right, Tim, now for the meat and the potatoes of this whole thing. You know, there was a, there was allegedly a situation that took place in which Jared Goff was maybe a little animated trying to explain something to Jamison Williams. Right. And we all know Jamo's got the suspension looming. So that is what it is. It's neither here nor there. But I feel like that is a normal sort of you know discourse that takes place in a camp scenario where if you're not on the same page and your quarterback is trying to tell you something and for whatever reason, maybe you're getting it, maybe you're not getting it. Maybe you made a mistake because of whatever the reason may be. He's allowed to yell at people like he's the quarterback. He's got all the pressure in the world on him. He's got to know where everybody's at at all times. I'm perfectly okay with that. Twitter seemed to be in an uproar over whatever took place between Jared Goff and Jameson Williams. Is that a non-story?
10: Yeah, Twitter gets in an uproar over a lot of things. Let me just make that point. But no, it's nothing. I mean, Jared Goff's an eight-year vet. Um, And look, the thing about quarterbacks and head coaches in this league is they are evaluated on wins and losses. I don't care how many pro bowls you got touchdowns, interceptions, all that was great for Jared Goff last year, but in the end, he is going to be um, evaluated on wins and losses, just like head coaches. And, and he hasn't had enough of those big wins, and he wants to get there. He sees where this team is. He sees the opportunity that this team has with with an NFC North that no longer has Aaron Rodgers. You know, Minnesota is moving on from some pieces. Chicago is still a young team. And he sees what's right there and the opportunity that's in front of them. And, and you know, this is the full ranked offense last year that returns uh, the best offensive line of football, or one of the two best offensive lines football that could be even better with with big V back so I think Jared just sees it all and he's a leader he's in his eighth year and he's the guy and if you're not on the same page he's gonna make sure you're getting on the same page that's called leadership that's called fire that's called want that's called grit that's what this culture is all about and so um you know I will say this you know Jamo's gonna make some mistakes Jamo's gonna drop some footballs um but Jamo's also electric. I mean, you give that kid just a little bit of a seam, and and he's gone. And I think Jared sees that; he sees how much he can help. Um, But you've got to be on the same page, and the quarterback's the guy that makes sure
2: that happens. Do you think that's why maybe there is so much scrutiny? maybe on the outside around Jameson Williams is because he, you know, we drafted him when he was injured, you know, very limited action in, in year number one. You have the suspension looming and now like I, I compared it to, you know, when a, when, a, when a young person gets in trouble like in second grade, right? If somebody gets in trouble or is late to getting somewhere, a teacher is going to pay more uh, a closer attention to that individual student and they're going to be under the microscope. I kind of feel like Jamison's catching some unnecessary flack here because he's under that microscope so if he does drop a ball in camp, people are losing their minds because they're focusing on Jamison Williams and the fact that he's not going to be there for the first six weeks.
10: You know, that's part of it. But here's the thing about the NFL that's that's maybe different than other sports, too, is that you've got a, a, a small amount of time to, to earn your keep in the NFL. This is not a league that waits around. There's no minor league system in the NFL. Um, and this team, team rosters change. 33 to 40% every single year. Um, and so you see a kid with that much potential and you're like, okay, when? Okay. Well now we're going to see it. Oh, no, nope, there's a suspension. Okay. Now we're going to see it week seven. It's like, okay, you better see it. You know, it's a first round draft pick. They spent a lot of resources on him um, and, and he's got to produce. And so I think you've got to stop seeing some of the mistakes, seeing some more of the potential. And so, Um, I think that's the big thing. The biggest thing when it comes to JMO, you just, you want to see it like when you, you're going to miss six games because of a suspension. You didn't produce a ton last year, even though some of that was obviously getting back from the knee. Um, You're getting paid, obviously first round money. It's like your teammates and people want to see more of the positives than the negatives. And I think that's where we're at with JMO. People just want to see much more positives.
2: Man, really, really well said there, Tim. Amon Ross St. Brown, it sounds like he's just continuing to get better, if that's even possible. I mean, he's a fan favorite. I mean, we love Amon Ross St. Brown. He'll go get the football. He'll block downfield. He catches everything, and he's still getting better.
10: Yeah, he's still getting better. I mean, he's only going in his third year. I mean, he is still young. And I think one of the things I talked to him about this offseason is is putting more of the vertical game into into in, in being more of a threat for him. You know, obviously he's that security blanket guy, that slot receiver, that guy that quarterbacks love. That they know if they need a big catch on third down, they need a first down. He's that guy. He's in the middle of the field. He knows how to operate. I think one of the things maybe a little bit untapped with with, with Saint is, is some of those wheel routes, some of that stuff down the field, some more intermediate stuff. Um, we showed on, you know, he showed on the reverse last year. The the speed he's got to go down the sideline, that big run, and so I think they're going to maybe open up a few things vertically with him. You know, obviously with JMO missing the first six games, um, and the ability of Jameer Gibbs to step in and kind of you know be a factor in the pass game. I've been really impressed with him when they put him out wide and they put him in the slot. I think he's going to be a big part of the pass game. So I think that opens up. St. Brown to maybe be a little bit more versatile, maybe move outside, move around and maybe be more of a vertical threat. I think that's maybe the next step with Saint. It's not just the hundred catches and eleven hundred yards and in ten touchdowns. It's maybe some of those big explosive plays that we haven't seen a whole ton of. It's been more kind of um production than Sizzle. Maybe we get to see a little bit more Sizzle with Saint going into twenty twenty three.
2: Last one here for you, Tim, because I about fell out of my chair when I saw that Stephen A. Smith, of all people, was talking about the Detroit Lions. I mean, you talk about national darlings, hype train is real, expectations are elevated. You know, the entire kind of world that fell in love a little bit with Dan Campbell and the lovable lions here last season, especially that eight and two finish knocking Aaron Rodgers out of the playoffs going for it. I mean, the, I mean, the stones on I mean, are fourth and eight on our own 26 at one point this season. We went for it. this crazy. We got the highest speed pun in the league. We're still going for it on fourth down. I love that guy. But how does this team handle the hype right now? Because it is real.
10: Yeah, it is real, and it, and look, the players enjoy it. Obviously, the players love the prime time games and the recognition and everything else. But you know, I think Jared said it best this offseason when somebody asked him about that and, and all the outside noise. And he said, "Look, when you won nine games last year and we missed the playoffs." Like, we haven't accomplished anything. We haven't accomplished any of our goals. Like, yes, it was great. We played some good football down the stretch. You know, I, we've got, you know, a nice young roster. We had five rookies on defense who were, contributed last year. You expect to be better there. Offensively, we were top five. We returned most, most guys. Like, yes, I understand it. But it, it, just because you played well in the end of last year doesn't mean that you're going to pick up where you left off last year. You've got to put in the work. And we've done nothing. Um, so yes, it's fun. It's great. All that stuff. But I get the sense that the players are kind of just putting their heads down and and not listening to the noise because they know they really didn't do much of what they set out to do last year. And so you, you can't sit there and, and, you know, pat your chest and think you're something bigger than you are because the Lions haven't proved they are there yet. They hope to get there. And so to get there, they got to put their heads down and do the work. And I, and I sense that's more the attitude now in
2: park. He is the Detroit Lions senior writer, DetroitLions.com. You can find him on Twitter at T20man. Tim Twentyman, my man, thank you so much for your time today, partner. We greatly appreciate it. And, hey, hey head up, chest out, right? And break time's coming soon.
10: Sounds good. Have a good rest of your night, Anthony.
2: Hey, thanks, partner. There he goes, Tim twenty 20man Love that guy. Love seeing him on game days. Uh, the fact that he stops by the pregame show and hangs out with Danny Rogers and myself. I mean, it's, it's great. It's a great time to be a Lions fan. And... The fact that the rest of the country is taking notice of our football team. I talked about this this morning, too. When people say the Detroit Lions, they talk about the city of Detroit. They talk about Lions. It's not just Southeast Michigan. And I hope that everybody else is aware of that. You know, it's Saginaw. It's Flint. It's Mount Clemens, Mount Pleasant. It's Grand Rapids. You know, it's Benton Harbor. It's Traverse City. It's the entire UP. Like, it's everybody. Everybody. Like that, that's what Lions fandom is. And, you know, I know that Dan Campbell talked about, you know, because he was at his daughter's volleyball tournament on the West Side, and they, you know, they kicked around that idea. Like, yeah, it'd be fun. I, I think it'd be great for them to take, you know, whether it's a rookie minicamp or OTAs or take something on the road if, if it's possible logistically and just, you know, reconnect with, uh, you know, with the fans because, you know, we've got season ticket holders that drive from the UP every single week. Every single week, I mean, we know what they—we know their names, we know where they're coming from. We do features on them, like it's like Lions fandom is for all the Lions fans in the great state of Michigan, and for Lions fans that are outside of Michigan. Like now is kind of our time, and it—it's—it's it's nice. It's nice to be have, to, to have so many positives to talk about with this football team. And you could tell me I'm drinking the Kool Aid, and I am. I'm doing do a keg stand on the Kool-Aid right now. I got the Honolulu blue Kool-Aid. It is flowing. I got the beer hat on from the water boy. You know what? The two cans, two cans of Kool-Aid. I might wear one of those on the set for the first day. Uh, our home opener. What do you think? Is that week two? Just get two blue. Two, that would be great. The helmet with two cans, like clear jars. So you could see the blue Kool-Aid. It <laughs> just be sitting up there on the set, drinking it. I think people would have a blast with that. I mean, why not? Why not us? Why not our team? After so many years and seasons of nonstop doom and gloom, fire this person, trade that person, cut them. They don't know what they're doing. This guy's a bum. I'm just so tired of all the negativity all the time. So I am embracing this, and I am enjoying this. I love that conversation with Tim. Just because you got drafted high doesn't mean you're going to walk in here and take somebody's job. Derek Barnes, man, I've been high on Derek Barnes since he got here. I'm waiting for him to pop. Malcolm Rodriguez, who didn't love that guy? Him and James Houston, six-rounders? you kidding me? The step, the change, the transformation that this team made in the second half of the season on the defensive side of the football. (sighs) Oh, man. Can't wait. I know Tim Twentyman can wait, but I can't wait. Football season can't come soon enough. We'll step aside. We'll come back, close things down here on the HUGE Show on the Michigan Sports Network.
0: Everything HUGE 24-7 at thehugeshow.net.
3: Hey, it's Brett from the Michigan Sports Network, and if you haven't heard the news, it's time to step into a world of nonstop action with DraftKings Casino. You can play the classics like blackjack, roulette, and slots, plus enjoy exclusive games you can't find anywhere else. Right now, new customers who deposit at least $5 can get a match on their first deposit and score up to $2,000 in casino bonus funds. All you have to do is sign up, select the offer of your choice, and start playing from a full suite of games. Your way is the only way to play on DraftKings Casino. Play online, on your time, in your space, and within your means. It's safe, secure, and reliable, so you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you're ready. Download the DraftKings Casino app now and sign up with promo code HUGE, and you'll get a match on your first deposit of $5 or more, up to $2,000 in casino bonus funds. Only on DraftKings Casino with promo code HUGE. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call the Michigan Department of Health and Human Services, Gambling Disorder Helpline at 1-800-270-7117. 21 and up, Michigan only, one per opted-in customer. Minimum $5 deposit, max match $2,000. Deposit and bonus amount require 15 times playthrough within 30 days. See terms at casino.draftkings.com slash players choice. Restrictions apply.
1: More information on the website and direct delivery to your door at RoastUmber.com.
5: Are you ready for the biggest party of the year? Nickelback with a live show unlike any other. Friday, June 16th at Van Andaluena. Nickelback, the Get Rollin' Tour with Bransley Gilbert and Josh Ross. Tickets on sale now at Ticketmaster.com and LiveNation.com. Get rollin' and get your tickets
1: now. Make sure you listen weekly to our Moving Ferris Forward interviews with Ferris President Bill Pink and other leaders who are moving Ferris forward. Find out more about Big Rapids and Ferris and what they have to offer at ferris.edu. Hey,
8: sports fans. Here's a hanging curve ball that you can knock out
1: of the ballpark. This is
8: Matt Shepard, the voice of Detroit baseball, inviting you to step up to the plate at Eagle Casino and Sports, the mobile sports book where you can bet on all your favorites all year round, including, of course, our national pastime. So download the app and start winning today Eagle Casino and Sports, made in Michigan, made for Michigan,
0: must be 21 years or older, and in Michigan to play. You're listening to the huge show
5: on
2: the Michigan Sports Network. Welcome back to the huge show here on this Monday afternoon, the twelfth day of June. 2023 so great to have the honor to hang out with you guys this afternoon covered a myriad of topics today the little tigers with jason Beck, did some pistons and nba finals with tim mccormick and get everybody all fired up about football season even though it's so far away it's so far away man but it'll be here before you know it time flies when you are uh when you're having fun and always great to catch up with uh with tim twentyman and i wanted to uh you know because we've got game five today and this could be the end this could be the end it's always the uh, it's always a very difficult time of the sports calendar because we have a you know we're going to have a lull we are the tigers aren't very good and you know i know some of our affiliates are getting ready to hop into tigers coverage and it's a um, yeah it's a, it is what it is like they're injured you know all the hype that we could have had maybe they become sellers at the deadline i don't really know What happens there? So it becomes a very bleak time in the sports calendar. You've got Game Five tonight, Miami and Denver, eight thirty tip off on ABC. Tomorrow you've got Game Five, Florida versus Vegas in the Stanley Cup Finals, and it could be it. And we could be caught up in the welcome to welcome to summertime officially. You know we'll have some draft stuff for the NBA and you know free agency and you know summer league and things of that nature that we can look forward to. Uh, But it all comes to a very finite end after, you know, thinking about high school football Fridays, college football Saturdays, pro football Sundays, and how that leads into the National Hockey League and the NBA college basketball. March Madness comes to a close. You welcome in sort of the playoff season, if you will, for the Stanley Cup and NBA Finals. It's post-Super Bowl and it's man. And then it all comes down to an end. So I hope that tonight... I hope Miami wins tonight. I'm not going to lie. I mean, Denver's 9-1 at home. Denver's going to win. I'm hoping for Miami. Just extend the series. Let's get at least one more game out, please. One more game. Please. Just let it go six. But if tonight is the end and it is the gentleman's sweep, five to one, it couldn't go to a more deserving coach and Mike Malone and a more deserving team. And a guy like Aaron Gordon who was floating around, and a guy like you know Bruce Brown, When I asked him why he was still on the free agency market, he told his head coach, Mike Malone, that, look, nobody knows how to play me. You know, a guy like Catavius Caldwell-Pope, two Pistons. Actually, it's four Pistons on the Denver team if you're keeping uh, keeping score at home. And I guess with DeAndre Jordan, I mean, that was like a a contract that existed, I I guess, kind of, sort of. But, I mean, you've got got some real potential here for a, a team in Denver to really establish something. You know, By the way, it's uh, Reggie Jackson, KCP-ish Smith, and Bruce Brown, four former Pistons on the Denver Nuggets team. And you have the MVP and Nicole Jokic, the emergence of Jamal Murray. Now that the world gets to see him, now that we get to shift some of the national headlines and attention away from all the debacle and drama-filled season of the Kevin Durant's and Kyrie's and LeBron's and Anthony Davis, all this nonsense that takes place. Like, let's shine the light on some guys that are that are doing it and you know for Michael Porter Jr who's got a better looking shot than that guy that doesn't drop, I mean my goodness hopefully he can find his rhythm tonight but it's a very good team, and the Miami Heat are a very good team as well, and you know what whoever wins, I'm going to be happy with regardless, and I hope that you are able to uh, turn it on and enjoy some association hoops tonight for Brett Hayes, I'm Anthony Bellino, so long the huge one is back tomorrow, 3-6 to 6, here on the Michigan Sports Network
0: That's huge.